I mean, can you talk a little bit more enthusiastically, though? You know, you kind of meant it too. You can hear his voice. How the fuck am I supposed to be enthusiastic about, <laughs> about like double checking our shit? <laughs> How am I supposed to be like all uppity about that no, shit? No, I just meant like your voice dumb in general. Man. Yeah, you dumbass. No, but back to Narcos. I thought the season was okay, but. I'm just like, all right, just show El Chapo as like the big guy. Here, yeah. use a napkin way. I was like, definitely use El Chapo as the big guy. But just like, fucking pour, pour three full glasses. Let's get rid of the bottle. That's what I'm saying. That we're not fucking halfway through. We're like, oh, bro, you want. Now we're making Juan. more noise. Yeah. Poor Juan. Juan, what's your middle name, bro? I have none. Alberto. You have none? Nah. You don't have a middle name? Nah, Is this straight Juan Barbosa? Yeah. Can, we, pay, give, can we give you a nickname? A middle name? I don't think so. I don't think I like what you come up with. <laughs> Do your parents just get, like, lazy or tired or they're like i'm i'm like juan barbosa the second or third or some shit oh, i know yeah. that i have a you have a, like a second or third last name oh i guess yeah i mean who everyone does but like i, have like I, I don't last like on your, I on use your, it no i don't stuff? use it no like it's not on your birth certificate no nah. junior is on my birth certificate wait it's literally juan barbosa jr <laughs> damn <right. laughs> like the word junior that's damn right, right homie yeah because your fiance always calls it junior and it always throws me off she's like junior no, he's a grown fucking man. <laughs> like, get, if anything, that's low-key, like, yeah. that low-key has become, like, the middle name equivalent. But Junior? only, like, my very close family ever calls me that because nobody ever knows this shit except for now you guys and the now rest of the podcast. Now, yeah, bro. exactly. Now everybody knows. Fuck you. <laughs> Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to Bro Taste This. We break down wine, talk about Luis's digestive issues, and Juan's political issues, and I'm a great listener. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. No, bro, do it again. Do it yeah, again. Yeah. Do it again. All right. Wait. <laughs> this what word? I'm gonna leave that in. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, bro. Start it again. Cool. <laughs> you're good we're rolling all right good morning good evening and good afternoon thank you for joining us on another episode of bro tastes where we break down wine food news and our childhood trauma i am juan legend joining me is jay motherfucking may as well as luis pablo today yeah what <laughs> what, what are we talking about today <laughs> Thank you for asking, Luis. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> this week, we're going to be talking about the events that took place at Astroworld, Aaron Rodgers and his 500 pages of research, and shining light on men's mental health and health overall. Astroworld, more like Afterworld. Am I right, guys? Damn. I mean, that's what TikTok was saying. Dude. Bro, honestly, Bam. let's get right into it. Bro. Yeah, honestly. Wine, what are we drinking? Three words. <laughs> Devil, Illuminati, Donald Confirmed. Trump. Confirmed. Hollywood <laughs> confirmed, bro. So like five words. You cannot tell me that that shit was not all planned, and he sacrificed those people to get a number one album. I mean, that makes bro, sense to me. All the facts are there. Uh, Open your eyes, dude. Did you see all that occult symbolism, dude? The mouth opening to the gates of hell are the same ones. See you on the other side. What bro. else is that supposed to mean? And we all know that Travis Scott is demonic because of his music. Damn right. You li- you listen to Sicko Mode a couple times, bro. You feel like doing some shit. 
you you kind of feel like uh, hurting somebody. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Son of a bitch, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what wine are we drinking today? Oh, Beaujolais. Yeah, today we're going to be drinking uh, Beaujolais Village Special Selection. This particular one is made by the winemaker Jean-Claude de Bone. And it is the vintage 2020. What'd you call Man, me? That shit fire. Damn, that um, shit ass. <laughs> this particular wine is made with potent. 100% Gamay grapes. What'd you call me? <laughs> the expectations for this grape. I'm going to read off a few things. Please go ahead. Oh, you know what? Actually, before I do that, so it's not doesn't become a suggestive thing, why don't you guys like taste it and then give us like a brief tasting notes for it. Oh, I tasted it. This thing, it's delicious, man. Can I just say the shit is cold as fuck? It's, del- <laughs> it's delicious. Like, <laughs> it's so cold. This is the coldest red wine I've ever had. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but, <laughs> but, it's, but, but is this Pinot Noir? <laughs> bro, I might as well add more ice to it. Yeah. Like, it is not bro, that cold. Bro, it's so cold. It's cold to the touch, but. It's warming up. It warms up fast. It's like a, it's like a red sangria. Like, I, like I wish it wasn't so cold so I could taste it better. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good, bro. No, it's really good though. Yeah, what no. fruits would you guys say you taste in there though? Oh, red fruits, man. You know, those red berries, fruits. Those berries. Those red berries. All right. Blackberries. Right. Right. You know. I go like some dark pit, like, like um. But it's sweet. Like plum pit. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. You know, like that kind of. Like it has like, like plum skin, I should say. And it has some tannins in there for a medium to light white or very medium light, to light red wine. Yeah. Because I feel that drying effect on the mouth. Mm-hmm. It is a very dark wine, but it's not very heavy. Yeah. It's very medium body. It's ah, go ahead. It's a very easy wine to drink. I was about to say the same thing. Like yeah. for yeah. people who, you know, listen to this podcast who are like, I'm not really sure what to drink. Get a Beaujolais. Yeah, get a Beaujolais. Like it's not going to be sweet, but it'll have those fruit factors that you look for. Right. Yeah. And, and when you... No, go ahead. no, no, finish, finish. That you like look for when you're, you know, like when people first start drinking wine, they go to like Moscato or Riesling, like, or like the sweet reds, because, you know, that's probably the easiest to drink. But, dude, like, this isn't hard to drink at all. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, this is, seems like a good step up to graduate from like a sweet red. 100%. If you consider yourself like somebody who likes uh, like a red Moscato or Roscato, like those like sweet Italian yeah. reds, all that sort of stuff. Uh, try the Beaujolais Village, like, or, um, or any level of Beaujolais, because apparently they come in three levels. Um, they tend to be very fruit forward. Very fruit forward. As really good. you were saying as well, Jorge. Yeah, yeah, no, very fruit forward, very good. And and you look cool asking that guy at the wine stand, like, hey, yeah. do you have any Beaujolais? Like, yeah. French. Right. It's a good French, easy to drink wine. It's yeah. a sexy French yeah, word. Yeah, right, Beaujolais yeah. just comes. Just say that like two nice. or three yeah. times in front. Oh, exactly. Of just walk in and be like, bonjour. Bonsoir, bon après-midi. Je m'appelle Louis. I was wondering if you had uh, the Beaujolais today. They're like, all right, all right, you fucking. All banger. right, Toronto over yeah. here. <laughs> all right, you dirty Mexican. Anyways, <laughs> you, you can't it was a good wine. <laughs> <laughs> You'll like it. All right. Well, as I was saying earlier, this particular one is made by Jean Claude de Bone. The vintage is or the year is 2020. Sorry, what was the name? Jean Claude the movie de guy? Bon. What's the movie the guy? name? What was it? Claude. Claude. The guy from The Heart of Lion. Yeah, like Jean Claude Van Damme. The guy from Expendables. It was like his uh, slightly <laughs> uglier French cousin. <laughs> that that is. You mean the muscles from Brussels, bro? <laughs> Have some reason. Damn right. What is this? What is what? Why is it? Why Anyways, why before is you guys please go, please go. interrupted <laughs> over here, 
The price on this wine happens to be $14. The expectations for these grape Cheap or this grape um, uh, are going to be red berry, right. perfumey, very floral. The wine bursts on the palate with like some dark cherry or perhaps cassis and cocoa notes. What's cassis? Cassis oh, is a, kind of cassis a dark purple fruit. You ever tried one? I have not. I've had uh, creme de cassis though. Yeah, like the liqueur that he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the only way. The reason that I know it. Yeah, the that's the only reason that I know. I haven't had a lot that particular fruit, but mm-hmm. I've had a shit ton of of uh, different liqueurs. So that's how I know that yeah. one. Like crown. I was gonna say Beaujolais is located on the southern tail of Burgundy. It's located just north mm-hmm. of the city of Lyon. It's picturesque vineyards sit amidst rolling hills and run along the river Somme, where winemaking dates back to the time of the ancient Romans. The soils here are composed of mostly granite. The area has a slightly warmer climate than the rest of the Burgundy region. Mm-hmm. Cool. No, yeah. it's a really good wine. Definitely. I, um, go get it because if you drink wine or if you want to start drinking wine, that's kind of my biggest thing is go try something like this. And it just an, it's a nice step up for uh, casual wine drinkers. Hey, right. I, yeah, I was going to say this actually happens to be like the recommendation for most casual wine drinkers if you if you're having a party yeah if you're having a get-together if you just want some everyday wine that you want to keep around the house Mm -hmm. this is the wine to to go with that because it's super light super easy to drink it almost drinks like alcoholic juice Mm -hmm. it's it's just it's super delicious um but yeah it it is a very uh, good casual wine to keep around the house for get-togethers parties podcast with two other friends you know yeah, things like other, that two other dirty mexicans whoa, whoa what's up man. with the aggressiveness today pablo are you all right you know what it's man why are you always I'm, lumping I'm this a... guy into mexicans let's, let's talk about it <laughs> yeah we all know that he's uh, clearly not mexican from El Salvador. I'm, I'm clearly nigerian oh clearly. you know what that means breaking news <laughs> <laughs> uh we are talking about Astro World and the events that took place over the weekend. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, can you t- tell me what your uh, thoughts on the event was before I start going to the facts or what you have heard about the what facts. happened? The facts. Yeah, the facts. Like actual facts, not just I, the satanic No, bullshit. let's hear the facts first. The facts first, okay. I just want statements. I don't want explanations. I want okay. S- statements. Okay, statements. Don't Live them. Nation Entertainment are the ones that hold the event. They also do Lollapalooza and a couple other events like across the world. And they are pretty much known for their bad planning and bad security. Uh, specifically, like I went to a lot of blues of this last, uh, most recently, like a month or two ago, and yeah, I mean people run in, they don't hire enough security, the safety checks are always way minimal. You can pretty much sneak in with anything. It's 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 pretty easy. Yeah. And for Astroworld in general, the same thing happened except on a much bigger scale. Like there wasn't enough security. Um, a bunch of kids ran in because they wanted to go see Travis Scott, and specifically during. Travis Scott performance was when the biggest incidents happened and the biggest injuries was he was the only artist performing at once. So at that time, which makes sense because he's the, you know, it's kind of his main event, but at the same time you have like 50,000 kids, not kids, but like, you know, young adults, yeah, all young, young conglomerating people. at yeah. the same exact spot at the same, you know, location. So that's when they had eight people die on Friday night. Um, and hundreds more were injured. There was essentially like a stampede trying to go watch him. 
and it is the now 200 deaths and 750 injuries since Live Nation Worldwide started doing events back in 2006. Which, you know, obviously, if you're at a music festival, there's going to be injuries, like, but to the point where there's deaths and people aren't well controlled, that's just ridiculous. Um, Travis Scott came out afterwards and, you know, had a very soft ass, very bullshit apology. And I don't think the, the, he can't be victimized, but he has to be aware that, like, some of this shit does kind of rely on his shoulders. What do you mean he can't be victimized? Yeah, go ahead. Explain what you're saying. Yeah, what does that mean? Like, like he, he can't be blamed. Is that like he saying? he can't be fully blamed, but he also the. Do you think it's both their faults? What's that? Yeah. I think yeah. I think if he's the one doing the event, like it is Astroworld for a reason. Like it's his thing. He has to know that okay, I got to partner with the best security and the best um, entertainment group because uh, people want to go see him. Should he be canceled? He shouldn't be canceled to the point where I'm seeing things like. Oh, unfollow him. Yeah, all that. Like, I don't think it's. I think his apology could have been better. I think a black and white video where you're like groaning and moaning into the camera, like that's definitely not okay. Just because it looks so soft and And he looked like distracted the whole time. Yeah, and he's like, oh man, twirling with his hair. Yeah, and it's like that looks worse than what actually happened. And like when you're. Dude, it's difficult when you're at that event as a attendee to, like, maneuver around. So, I can imagine, like, he's up there on stage doing the Fortnite dances. And he, you're not fully aware of what's going on because you just got somebody in your ear. And you got the music in your ears. You're kind of, like, distracted. And he's trying to perform the whole time. While, while reading for this story, did you guys come up or come across how uh, some incidents like this have happened with him in the past? Uh, not to this level, no. but some yes. some other yes. stuff has most, happened most, at his yeah. concerts. Uh, I was going to say, for example, uh, Travis Scott was sentenced to one year of court supervision after pleading guilty to reckless conduct charges stemming from a 2015 incident in Chicago at the Lollapalooza Music Festival. Yeah, this was a... Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, at the time, Chicago officials said Scott encouraged fans to vault security barricades. However, at that time, no one was injured. Uh, so essentially... Travis yeah. was like telling people like fuck security like try it like yeah he had a documentary on that was on Netflix for a while I don't know if it still is but it is a uh, it is very common for like rap concerts to be very intense yeah and, like a lot of mosh pitting it's essentially the modern day rock stars I mean, yeah it's not his intent he no I mean, he was bro. literally said it bro. no I'm saying not his intent to hurt for people to get hurt dude, I mean but dude I think it kind of you're the you're the one. Yeah, You're I don't the think it's not, master it's not, of ceremonies of the concert, you know. Yeah, but like, it's not his intent to to harm people. It's not his attempt to harm people, but it is it is his attempt to like. He he told people to I think try it's his the lack, security. I think it's his lack of like, no, it's his lack of awareness. That's not. Nah, he literally man. got convicted, homie. Yeah, right? I know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's imagine wrong. how hard it I'm, is. To get I know, but you're saying like you're saying he's trying to like you're saying it's like a form of like him saying that these people should hurt like be hurt no i'm not saying that no. at all i'm saying that he was just careless enough to say yo you you my fans yeah, very careless yeah, fuck these security like get up here let's party that's like yeah, what he's going he for wants you to, know yeah careless like, like be saying. a rager you know yeah. but i'm yeah. saying his intent wasn't for I, yeah. people to get hurt is what no. i'm saying well, that's never I, but he, intent. it doesn't have to be you know that these thousands of people are gonna like Fuck these thirty security guards up. Bro, he's a rapper. You can't expect to put all this type of like, pressure on, him, on this guy for. 
homie, like he's done it multiple times. Like let me let me keep reading because no, I didn't even get to finish. Uh, two years later, after the Chicago incidents, he was accused of inciting a riot at the Walmart Arkansas Music Pavilion in Rogers, Arkansas, after urging members of the crowd to rush the stage. He was literally doing what you're telling me he wasn't doing. Yeah. Several nice. people were injured, including a security guard and a police officer. Scott pleaded guilty to disorderly conduct, and he, he was ordered to pay court fees and restitution to two injured people. I'm going to keep going. Uh, weeks later, a 23-year-old <laughs> fan was partly paralyzed after allegedly oh, being bro, pushed nice. from a third-story balcony during a performance by Scott in New York City. A lawsuit filed by the fan faulting Scott for his injuries is still pending in court. Wait, wait, wait so he... What, so weeks after the Arkansas happened. riot... Um, a 23-year-old uh, man was pushed off of a third-story um, level a balcony, balcony in, in, at one of his concerts. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I don't know the full details of that, um, but there's still a lawsuit that hasn't been thrown away um, that's faulting Scott for his injuries, and usually they get thrown away pretty fast. Pretty good. If, fuck it. Any if rap it, festival It's pretty obvious that it's not his fault. It would get thrown away pretty fast and it's still pending in court. Yeah. And it's been in court for at least a few years now. Dude, it, it's, it, it feels very unsafe. Like, I've had to yeah. I've had to leave Lollapalooza stages before because it's just too wild. The crowd like, might be dude, too rowdy, yeah. Yeah, specifically at the most recent one, um, Young... Th no, not Young Thug. Uh, Playboy Cardi came out and he performed right before Miley Cyrus which is a terrible idea because there was these like 16 14 year old like you know tiny white girls that were just like we're gonna camp out we're gonna wait for miley cyrus because we want to see a good spot and obviously like mobs of people rushed to go see playboy and then just bullied them out of the and way essentially them. Them. well they're like they were actively being told like you guys need to leave like yeah. it's gonna get crazy and the girls were like no we're gonna stay and do people got hurt you know, people got pushed over, like, essentially, you know, same thing. But that's what happens with these rap guys, man. Like, yeah, they they throw on a hell of a performance. These There's mosh pits. <laughs> Fuck these rap guys. Yeah, dude, that's why I only listen to fucking country, all right? It's Damn like, right, man. Hey, God, guns, and country. If that's it doesn't talk here. about the flag and God, I ain't listening. Hey, true. And uh, let's go, Brandon. Let's all give a round of applause. That's right. Let's go, Brandon. Who's Brandon? Bro. <laughs> Alright, yeah, don't don't be coy. Tell us what your people mean by let's go, Brandon. Yeah, man. I don't know what that means. Oh, he's being serious. Nah, Alright, fair enough. He's not one of those kind of Trumpies. Oh, bro. Oh, I'm not oh, a Trump. Breaking bro. news. <laughs> Aaron <Stop> Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has stated that he's immunized. At this point the people think it's a or this is an inside joke we're going with. You're a Trumpy. No, you're you're right. going to be defending their kind. Yeah, I'm, a Trumpy. Oh, yeah, I'm going to defend them. All right. Uh, fellow anti-vaxxer Aaron Rodgers <laughs> <laughs> has come out and said he's done his own research over 500 pages <laughs> and has even consulted now good friend Joe Rogan for treatments against, <laughs> against COVID. Uh, <laughs> while discussing treatments, I've been taking monoclonal antibiotics ivermectin zinc vitamin c and d and hcq and i feel pretty incredible he told the pat mcafee show <laughs> the rating horse gh the rating in horse horse gh yeah oh okay is that the ivermectin shit 
No, man. But he's <laughs> what the hell is horse GH? <laughs> growth hormone. Yeah. Growth oh, okay. Hormone. Yeah. <laughs> the reigning NFL MVP claimed to be to say he has an allergy against the uh, mRNA in the Pfizer Moderna vaccines and chose not to get the Johnson Johnson shot due to reported side effects. Okay. Let's re- quickly just go around the room, starting with a J. Uh, do you really, are you f- really funny? <laughs> I think I think he's a funny guy. As an anti-vaxxer yourself, are you glad to have somebody <laughs> like this uh, representing you? Yeah. Do you like this? Yeah. Having do you think Aaron this Rogers is bad press or good press? Of, of Wisconsin, your... good press. Oops. Best way to go about it. Yeah. No, no, I'm kidding. Um, Aaron Aaron Rodgers was I don't know. I think I think it's kind of stupid since like NFL. They're not forcing them to get vaxxed, if I'm understanding this right. That's correct. So You're correct. what's what's really? I don't really see the harm of what he. Not let, the harm. Let of what me he's, give you guys like the like, 101. I don't know why. We'll I don't, I don't understand we'll why he did it. I guess. Yeah. Like it really makes no sense. Like. Let me give you guys a 101, and then we'll hear like what you guys. But I also think it's fucking stupid because like I know they make them like wear masks on the side. Maybe that's yeah. not how he wants to do it. But they're out on the field, freaking breathing on each other. A lot of it is other. semantics and looks. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it is. It's just. It's just the look of it, which also is kind of stupid at this point. Like, like if I, we're I, make make them wear a mask on the field, then if that's what works, you know what I mean? That's that's not what people are angry about. The number one issue that I've seen people like be upset about is that he represented himself as having like been vaccinated cuz he was telling people during, he was immunized during that's an, what he was saying yeah, yeah, yeah during an interview um he exactly when he said they or he was asked uh Aaron what's your opinion on the vaccine or have you been uh vaccinated he was i he said i have been uh immunized yes others on the team have not been vaccinated you know, using that keyword others, you know, excluding himself yeah. from that group and say and then he went on to say that's their opinion. And I respect that. Obviously, like that or that statement sounds very harmless. But when you go like and see it with like a 2020 hindsight, he was literally lying and telling people for months and giving interviews with no masks to people who had the right to know that he was vaccinated or not. I think this just means that he should run for mayor. I agree. I you know let's go. honestly the low key governor. governor. Yes, this yes. this makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Worst worst governor. A good liar. A good liar yeah. is a good politician. Yeah. So I uh, you're not wrong about that. I, so That's I, totally right. I think I think we should change the narrative here and Wisconsin and already say, loves him. And say Aaron Rodgers 20, 2024. Yeah, for mayor. I dude, I can agree for a governor. Of that means. I low key totally agree with you. I think that's our new our new Fuck slogan him. that we're gonna pursue. Him, him and his fiance. Who, yes. Uh, his fiance then. The f- there was Shailene a- Woodley, or- yeah, yeah. Sh- uh, yeah. There was a oh, he's photo- stuck to one girl now. Yeah, he's he's nice. uh, fiancéed up, and you'll see why. There was a photograph of a man who looks similar to Aaron Rodgers out in the streets, mm-hmm. and it wasn't him. It was just some guy that looked like him. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, there's this picture of Aaron Rodgers still out and about," and it wasn't him. And it like, if you looked at the picture, you're like, clearly that's it not was Aaron never Rodgers. Him. It was like a the guy was way too thin. Yeah, but yeah. then his fiance Shailene Woodley came out and said. While wow, this press uh, only wants to do uh, anything to get scraps on my fiance, I know Aaron's body very well, and his feet are much bigger. 
And then she had a winky face. Quote. She just says Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is this? <laughs> She's like, his feet would, are much bigger. What, what kind of shit? Hey, you know, shout out to Shanley Woodley for being a ride or die. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's like, no, I that's got true. You. I that's got true. You, boo. I got you, boo. Right. At least she's out there, like. Yeah, she's like, his feet are much bigger. Yeah. Fighting the media, theoretically. Yeah, oh, but overall, my opinion about this whole incident is he just should have been honest. And yeah, because that just makes it look worse. He he just looks like a liar. He probably yeah. didn't think he was gonna it, get caught. To be fair, yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then that also just kind of means he's a liar, you know? Yeah, he, he I mean, didn't think he was gonna get caught. We're he was all, willing to lie. Yeah, yeah, we all lie some bit. But it just it looks worse because it's like, dude, you're. I get it when like these athletes don't want to. Kyrie Irving's another issue, but <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I feel like Kyrie Irving. He's a weirdo. I, I respect. Weirdo. I, I understand that he's a weirdo and he has some weird opinions. But Kyrie Irving is a flat earther. I know. I know. I don't think any of his opinions should be. I know. Taken. I know. But hey, but he's a hell of a he, baller. All I'm saying is he can shoot those hoops. At least the dude was straight up. Yeah. At least the dude was straight at least up. He was honest. He's he was like, honest from the beginning. He's like, yo, I don't, I don't know how we feel about this. I'm not going to get the vaccine. Yeah, he's like, fuck. And me. essentially, if I remember correctly. The city of New York wanted him to get vaccinated, but like the opponent teams that had to come into the city uh, didn't necessarily have to get vaccinated. Right. Well, so it was. Yeah. So it was. I don't know. No, but everyone. He kind of had a little bit of a leg to stand on on that. Like everyone in the NBA is vaccinated, except for him. Is it at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, because there's you can't play at certain away games. That was that was my point. So like other teams that. They don't have to in their state. They still have to because they can't play yeah. in other games. So it doesn't make. Yeah, the the last I had looked into is like three weeks ago. Yeah, so, so it's just yeah, it's so, just him. Yeah. I know Andrew Wiggins was there for a minute, not getting vaccinated, but I'm pretty sure he's playing now. What are, they, is they he playing now, him. Kyrie? Still? No, no, Kyrie's not. He's he's, not. he's refusing to get like, the vax. Do you guys think he's gonna sit out the year? Honestly, is that what it looks like? Honestly, I think he will. Who cares, man? I don't know. You're you're the he's NBA such, fan, but that's though. what I'm you're saying. Like Kyrie, he's already he's won he's won a few chips. I mean, not on his own without LeBron, but. I mean, he, he could retire and he could be fine. Like, he's very, 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 very well off. Okay. Like, yeah. And he's brand. also part of a super team. It's not like his team desperately shoot. needs him. Yeah. Like, yeah. And the only reason they win. didn't make the finals last year was because fucking Kevin Durant's foot is a size 17. <laughs> I mean, genuinely. <laughs> like, Big fact. Yeah. No, Bucks are Shanley Woodley would say his feet are a <laughs> lot bigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, what do you think about this, Jay? Do you think Kyrie should get the vax and play, or do you nah, think? Nah, man, stick, stick. I mean, at this point, like, what do you look like if you go back on your word now? That's true. Like, he's made such a strong stance of saying, "Hey, no." Like, the way he'd look if he got it, it's kind of like, hey, it's like ah, <laughs> they got you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, no that's true. I don't think, I don't think he. It's there's no reason for him to come back. I don't see a reason. He has money. He has everything that he wants. Yeah. You know, like he could. He doesn't need it. No, he could true. play basketball in other leagues. Yeah, you know, that's he true. Could, could yeah, but how does that work in the G League? Like if he drops down? I mean, he's not going to do that, but I'm saying he could do like other stuff like basketball related stuff. Yeah. Like, he doesn't true. have to. I mean, Isaiah Thomas went and out he's and he's still going to get paid though off the chance that he might come back. Like not the full amount, I don't believe, but he still he gets could earn part he of still, his paycheck. He still earns part of that paycheck. So unless they trade him, which no one wants to do for him right now. Or yeah, they, no one wants him on their team. They can't. They can't really do anything unless they buy him out, mm-hmm. which, yeah, which is a another ton mistake. of money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, things and you can't do that because things might change. Maybe laws will loosen back up. Where yeah. you don't have like, to be vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, uh, circling back to the Aaron Rodgers situation, what do you guys think about? Because I want to give you guys like a little situation that happened. Uh, 
Aaron Rodgers was fined $14,000 for ignoring this. That's it? Uh, yeah, exactly. For ignoring this for months, um, while a player named CeeDee Lamb just the week beforehand was fined $20,000 for having his jersey untucked. For a white privilege. Yeah, and low-key. I'm kidding, bro. <laughs> bro, I'm joking. Low-key, the situation stops, you're no, talking about like does apply, yeah. but I don't think that's what was happening here. Yeah. Like, I think it was just uh, Aaron Rodgers being like, like a Tom Brady level NF like yeah. star in the league where he is just pampered and they give him every penalty almost like LeBron yeah how he'll drive and anybody that like Bro. yeah you know yeah, what I mean they, they, he's earned it this the stars yeah, are giving exactly. a lot of leverage and as well as by like the NFL front offices the, the commissioner and all those guys like I don't know how, how do you explain the fact that they only find him fourteen thousand dollars for quite literally lying for months. When it comes to when it comes to superstars like this, they either get the best situation or they're made an example of. And with the Rona and with Aaron Rodgers, especially being in Wisconsin, which is like yes, it was a blue state, but it is a predominantly red state in most areas. I think they're just gonna do a little slap on the hand and this whole thing is going to just be like a talking point for a couple of weeks and then it's going to go over yeah and but. i think it's, it's leverage bro it's at the end of the day nfl's a business like yeah he has he has leverage i mean that's just what he's earned what he's worth and that's just that's just how things work yeah and for the next for the next package there's, there's no yeah i don't think there's anything to deep dive into it like it's just it's leverage of of, yeah. of a business. He's not gonna get the vaccine. He he'll he, be fine. You know you get you get privileged to what you've what you've earned. Yeah. He's done. He's done a lot. He got leverage for it. He he not. My opinion, your opinion doesn't matter about the business aspect of does he deserve it? Like that's just what it is. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I think it just kind of shows that the discipline fact or discipline mechanisms in the NFL are kind of a sham. That's everything, bro. Honestly. Oh, everyone knows what that sound is. It's our final thoughts about the wine. <laughs> is that what that is? What the <laughs> fuck was that? That sounded like a little... What did we think about the Beaujolais today, gentlemen? <laughs> Delicious. Delicious. Yeah, I no, love... it was. It was all right. It was all right. It's a, it's a really good wine. It's a good wine. It's starting to warm up, so I can taste it a lot more now. Yeah. And it's like, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I kind of uh, got to wash it down with this Mio. <laughs> all right, it's not like that, but no, it's it's all right. The Beaujolais all right. Yeah, I think this... it's it's a good uh, wine for uh, if you're hosting a party, but I think besides that, you can definitely find better stuff. Get a like a higher end Beaujolais. But I I drink it again for like a, a casual like yeah nightcap. And stuff. this was like thirteen fourteen dollars. Yeah, that's right. a bargain and a half. Yeah, it's so, a bargain and a half. Yeah. Keep that in mind when you're you know thinking about stuff. You know, absolutely. It's got a really cool cork on it. It does. Can I see? Yeah, it's got a giant it? line through it. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like someone like added it. trying to bite into it. Right from the bottom, like there was <laughs> like there was a little animal in there just took needed, a little bite. Needed, needed to get out but couldn't. Yeah. That makes sense. That doesn't make me second guess things at all. <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a small break and then we're gonna get right into the main topic. Bro, speaking of Mexicans. Speaking of Mexicans, dude, honestly, we you, so you ESL till fifth grade is what you're saying. I was ESL until. Third, halfway through third grade they moved me out because 
I had a lot of issues with the teacher and the. I just got into a trouble a lot. Of course you did. <laughs> I and so they were like, "Well, you know, you don't pass, but we're fucking tired of you." <laughs> <laughs> there was already Son like <laughs> there was already two students in the full English classroom, and like from the ESL from the year before, and like when they take an F and then they just add an extra leg, they're like, "No, nah, make it look like a janky A." Like I was already doing really well. They like, screwed I was, you guys from the beginning, honestly, by putting you in ESL. Well, for us, it was like, it, I kind of appreciate it now because, you know, I know how to read and write Spanish pretty well. And to this day, I still use it. However, I think that at a certain point, it kind of like, do I use Spanish a lot? No. Do I like to keep it? Yes. But it's like, to what benefit? Like, do I actually use it? Do I need it for work? Do I need it for anything? Well, no, not necessarily, but it is nice to have it. Like, I am fully bilingual. So it is nice yeah. to like to have it but at the same time it's not helping me in, in many ways for sure i had an esl class in my school in kindergarten did you actually take esl no i wasn't in it but oh like, but I you was, had i saw it i saw it right next to me yeah bro, it was I an was... esl class next to me so <laughs> yeah. bro no no the i mean the fight they're like in kindergarten in whitewater there was only like two classes from what i remember and it was like all the white kids in one class yeah and me and then all the hispanics in the other class but we'd have recess together, so we like intermingle. Yeah. But like, my, I remember like, I'd get picked on by the by the Hispanic kids a lot. Like they did not like me. Like, yeah, because you're the white kid. Yeah, because I was like the Mexican that was in like not with them and didn't talk to them. Exactly. But, like, what are they, you too good for us? They bullied me, bro. They <laughs> Hell did. Hell yeah, as they should. My mom. Tell us how it made you feel, bro. Yeah. It made me kind of upset, man. And as my mom. Should. What would you called, tell your mom about call, that? No, she would get like she'd get called to like these kids are like they're not leaving me alone. And at one point, I was like just being. I'm just being like you know a five year old. A five year old. I'm freaking playing around. Yeah. I'm not sweet, but like I got tired of these kids like thinking they could like bully me, and it was like a group of like three of them. So I like popped one kids. in the face. So we'd line up for for to go back in at recess, yeah. right? And you know how the, how school walls are, right? Like the outside, that's just yeah. hard, like that's bricks, hard bro. Break. Yeah, usually. So these kids were, like this kids got in my face again, like repeatedly, bro. Like middle of the year, and I couldn't take like. At that point, I was like, dude, I can't. Like, these kids are about to, like, I ha- I'm not aggressive and I don't like fighting. But, like, I grabbed this kid's head. We were five years old, bro. And I slammed it against the brick wall, bro. I know. I, he, I, I'm like, you I'm like, Nate Diaz, bro. That. I'm that kid that's like, hey, I'm like quiet. I'm like, please just leave me alone. And then, like, all of a sudden, I'm just like, Grabbed him, boom! Dude, I, you're that you guy posting re- Joker memes. I went to the, <laughs> <laughs> that was went, your that was your villain. I right? went to the principal's office and he had like, dude, this massive bump on his head, like this big, bro. You <laughs> could see him. It. it was like this cork just sticking on here, bro. <laughs> kind of like in the cartoons. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, like those old timey cartoons. Like the naked Tom little, and Jerry. Yeah, like the thing <laughs> that he looked like he had a Rufus on his head, bro. <laughs> you fucked his whole life up. Yeah, no, and those kids never mess with me again. Yeah, well, you you taught them right. No. That's why bullying works. Works. I had a few stories like that, but they were more like later in my school, in, like seventh, eighth. Grade. No, I had a very similar one, and that's where my also. mental health issues first started. <laughs> no, no. No, that's when I first started taking anxiety medication. <laughs> you didn't. I had a similar story in kindergarten no, too. Yeah, in like kindergarten. I, yeah, dude. Like people who like I became friends with later on, but like they all kind of knew each other, and I was getting picked on. Like, I was just playing by myself. And they all came over and started fucking with me. And, dude, I was obviously inspired by the Power Rangers. So I started <laughs> calling out my action moves. 
And I was like, tornado fist. And I started spinning around. You did not, bro. You're fucking around. I swear to God, I'm not fucking around. And you hit a kid with a tornado fist? I hit two kids. The ones that were coming to pick on me. And everyone's like, all right, he's cool. (laughs) And after that, we were friends. Beat your pop. (laughs) Bro, I was out there like, nah, I was playing by myself. And I was like, damn, I don't have. To still this day, I can remember like playing in the sand being like, Damn, I don't have friends. Like whatever, and I was yeah. just like picking rocks, and I'm like, "This is cool. Like I can do this." And then I see him walking, like running towards me, and I was like, "Not today." I remember <laughs> they, they would pick on me a lot because of this girl from their class that I talked to a lot. Oh shit! Bro, so you probably since, made him jealous since fifth grade, bro. Yeah. You know? Really? I, I mean, since kindergarten, you know, at it. They were trying to. They were trying to smash. I mean, if we're all gonna be telling fight stories, then I'm gonna yeah, have let's, to. Let's bro, hear. You fight all the time, though. It's not even <laughs> Shut fair. Shut the fuck up, you, you, bro. I've never been in a fight besides that, and you've definitely been into more than three. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I don't even, and I've never even heard one about you. But that's I can just true. know. I just know. All right. <laughs> Closer to your age, I remember Let's being go five years old. Yeah. That's yeah. Really I remember, um, you know, being first grade. So probably what? What? How old are you six. there? Six. Yeah, you're seven, six. Whatever. Six or seven. Years old. Yeah, I, w- I was arriving from the bus in the morning, getting to school, and I see this girl who's in my class and has a similar or her last name starts with b my last name starts with b so we're always by each other in class and like not like that though not like that let me get there let me get this guy hit a girl bro let me get there this guy over here fucking trying to cancel my ass don't you have a fiance bro that's fucked up okay first of all let me finish my story real tough dude (laughs) this girl real strong this girl was getting uh, getting picked on by this girl (laughs) this girl was getting pushed around or whatever in the face by by this guy Oh, she was getting pushed around. Yeah, she was getting pushed around by this guy. Um, and truth be told, this girl kind of annoyed me. But, like, <laughs> it was just weird to, to see same. that, you know, yeah. that dynamic. This this guy who's, like, clearly bigger than her and, like, pushing her around and shit. Yeah. So I just came up from behind him and I just grabbed his backpack and did, like, three spins and threw him, like, as far as I could. And he tumbled and, you know, just... Holy shit. You know, Unprompted. What yeah. a gentleman. No, but after that, I didn't even say anything to her. I just got away and, like, kind of walked away. Bro, zero talents for bullies, man. Um, zero talents. After that, uh, <laughs> uh, another one that was much more real fight. Uh, this is, like, seventh or eighth grade. Uh, I got this dude. Um, one of my bully. best friends in front of me uh, is being kind of fucked with by this dude who's, like, uh, supposedly wannabe gangbanger or whatever. And, uh, yeah, that, so, like, he's he keeps taking a shit. And at one point, I just tell him, is there, is there some noise or something? No. Yeah, What's going on, bro? You I'm, said taking a shit? Yeah, what did you say? Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's, he keeps taking his shit. I'm trying to shit. follow the story. Yeah, he keeps taking his, like, his pencils, his books, and things like that, right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He keeps taking his stuff. Uh, and, I, and I was just like, dude, like, leave us the fuck alone. Like, yeah. I'm at his table, like. And he's at a different table, and he, you keep fucking with us. Just leave us alone. And he's like, what the fuck are you going to do about it, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'll fucking show you. Yeah, and then I essentially, like, let the teacher get really busy and, like, really into something. And I just went over there, and I was like, are we going to do Yeah. <laughs> and I just went over there while the teacher, like, like turned around. I was like, so, what's up? Like, you had something to say? He came up to me, and I did this wrestling move that's called a head throw. Yeah. Where you, like, essentially stick your arm over his the back of his neck and then your other arm and then link that arm and carry him from his neck and his underarm 
and just slam him into the ground. So you fall on his chest and you know, you like knock all the wind out of him. Yeah. So I did that shit to him and he was like fucking crying. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm gonna get my brother and like come get you afterwards and like this and that. And like, I'm like a fucking naive little like seventh, yeah. grade, seventh grader. And he, you know, uses drugs and shit. Like, he looks like a gangbanger to me. Like, so I slept with a fucking bat for a few weeks. Oh, damn. Our neighbors are having some implications. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's go ahead and ignore that last sound. Oh, damn. You slept with a bat? Yeah, so that, that oh, dude. going to come to your And that incident, yeah, like, I. Is that the ceiling? No. Oh. They were slamming the. Okay. The, yeah, they no. weren't at us? No. No. Okay. All right. That low key made me think that we were being. No, fucking. Okay. And Blue Lives Matter more. Than, <laughs> uh, Even more than. <laughs> that was such a good video. We're referencing Colin Jost and Michael Che swapping jokes on SNL's Christmas episode. Go watch it. Uh, link in the description down below. This episode, episode 10, congratulations, gentlemen. We made it to double digits. We are talking about men's health awareness as it is November, which is uh, men's health awareness month. June is men's health month. Um, and the thing that we're going to talk about today is a lot of mental health, what we've dealt with, as well as some of the facts that are kind of just not swept underneath the carpet, but most people aren't full uh, familiar with. So really quickly, I'm going to just run off and then we'll talk about um, some issues afterwards. So five major mental health problems affecting men. Uh, Yum. I don't know what was in my throat there. Over 6 million men suffer from depression uh, every year. Approximately 19.1 million from ages 18 to 54 have anxiety disorder. 2.3 million Americans are affected by bipolar disorder. 3.5 million Americans are diagnosed with schizophrenia. And approximately 10% of the male patients with anorexia bulimia, 35% of those have binge eating disorder. So... Oh, 10% of all men have anorexia bulimia. That's what I meant. And 35% of those have binge eating disorder. Uh, back to some more facts. Uh, one in five, one in eight men have common illness such as anxiety, depression, and panic disorder. Uh, 73% of adults who go missing are men. 87% of those who sleep rough are men. Uh, looking at the prison system, 95% of the prison population is men. 72% of male prisoners suffer from two or more mental disorders. Uh, when it comes to substance abuse, uh, we have men are more likely than women. Uh, 8.7 men and 3.7 women are affected by um, substance abuse. Four and five suicides are men. Uh, and suicide is the most common death for men 35 years and younger. So that's the, the highest one. And in the last five years, uh, the suicide rate in males aged 45 through 59 has increased significantly to 22.2 uh, deaths per 100,000 population. So it also revealed that the rate was 10 times higher in men who have lower socioeconomic status than affluent males. So, gentlemen, um, all three have been pretty open about ourselves on the podcast. Today will be more of that. Uh, just speaking about not only uh, mental health, but mental health awareness, some of the stuff that we've done, some of the stuff that's worked for us. So um, Juan, I know you wanted to give a couple more facts and go on the issue. Yeah, um, I mean, just speaking about that last fact, um, about how in the last five years, uh, suicide has increased significantly. 
um, four men. Um, and I just wanted to build on some and flesh out some of that data that we were reading. I had come across an article that essentially um, had talked about how a lot of these trends are linked to uh, jobs and uh, job trends, um, specifically about how economic forces are making men less appealing to partners. And it can tie uh, from a lot of things from um, outsourcing jobs to China to the opioid epidemic. Some of this uh, revealing data that we came across came from uh, University of Zurich economist David Dorn. Uh, in 2017, he had a paper uh, called uh, When Work Disappears, Manufacturing and Decline and the Falling Marriage Market Value of Men. Dorn and his colleagues crunched the numbers from 1990 to 2014. They found that employability and marriageability are deeply intertwined. Oh, 100%. And uh, one thing that we'll definitely talk about today is uh, the pressure that it is to feel, and this is something that Jay wanted to bring up, so we'll give him the, the floor in a couple seconds here, um, the pressure that it is to be a providing man. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, um, it's, I think it's more, I think it's more of the dynamic, you know, I think this is a real, um, you know, we talk about suicide rates and all that. I think it's a real time of change. And with that comes a lot of discomfort, you know, with, you know, growing pains, growing pains. So yeah. I feel like that's part of the process. Like we're still trying to figure out your role, you know, and especially in a time of like, I don't know where feminists feminism is getting more popular and stuff like that where it's like it's you need there's it's tough to define define a role and and see what what the expectations are of a male you know yeah you know and those things are, are tough more, sometimes because i i feel like i mean i don't have a problem with it. i think you know i'm begging like everything should be equal and i agree and that's how i i think most of us like are in our relationships but I would that, agree. that's I, that's stuff that you didn't see with like our parents and our grandparents you know what i mean like at least with mine like i see like my grandma's the one that cooks she plates the food for my grandfather like very strict so like like a traditional traditional very yeah, traditional yeah. but then it's like at one point is that traditional school. that's just not yeah at, at what point, is that, at what point is that, does is, traditional is, become old school yeah is that yeah. or is that old school or is that how things how things should be now you know what i mean yeah let's quickly go around the room and go grandparents and parents did they have a traditional uh quote-unquote relationship for my grandparents both of them now work to this day they're in their 60s and 70s mm -hmm. but my grandma cooks my grandpa has no idea how to cook uh on one side of the family and then on the other side of the family who live in mexico my grandma literally stays at home all day cooking and cleaning while my grandpa takes the farm animals out um goes out hangs out with the men talks to men and my grandma stays home all day right um, yeah. parents similar mom and dad my mom knows how to cook my dad over the last couple of years has learned to progress and like obviously give her more like not like he's like uh, an abusive male but like you know he's learned how to cook more and like understand but they've always kind of both cleaned and do all that shit but in terms of cooking it's always been my mother um what about uh let's go juan Grandparents um, I mean, and parents. Yeah, I mean, I'll start with my parents first off, and then I'll move on to my grandparents. For my parents, I would say that both of them have always held a job. Um, generally, my mom used to do more cooking and cleaning, but things have like shifted over and become way more equal. And that was kind of 
at a young age for me it wasn't necessarily like a late or, or uh, current turn in, in life for my father um i would say that he has learned to quit uh cook pretty uh well mm-hmm. um and yeah sometimes i would say that there are even dishes that he prepares better yeah um but yeah moving on to my uh grandparents and um yeah, on both sides uh the grandparents on my father's side um had you know what honestly both uh i would say relationships had had like a weird little dynamic where um my grandparent or my yeah my grandfather worked but then he suffered some sort of injury or something and then he couldn't work uh past like a certain age i want to say like 50 or something yeah and he essentially used his large family to like subsidize like the family uh the rest of the family he used his 13 14 15 kids um and that's on both sides of maternal and uh, paternal sides yeah uh, on the father's side yeah he used his kid once he was or his kids once he was older some of them had moved to the united states so like a dollar went a little bit farther yeah and my dad fell into that role he was like one of the the kids the, help out. Yeah, the kids send that, money every month. that had to send money and like he had to come at a very young age so that he could take on those responsibilities. Jesus. Um but uh, my grandmother, I would say, uh she was a pretty traditional grandmother. Uh she cooked and cleaned. Yeah. And especially on the paternal side. My maternal side had almost like a reverse dynamic where almost she was like the ball buster of the family, bro. Like she was she she was low key an amazing woman like lo, like seriously, uh she had like fifteen sixteen kids as well yeah um one or two died at a young age uh but she uh, essentially carried and maintained a small farm for the majority of her life in Mexico while maintain or like raising all those kids and sending them to school uh they also came to the United States on on like visas and and things so I don't understand how she managed to live a life that was that busy i guess you could say um but yeah she did it a incredible you know achievement and uh right she while my grandfather i would say was almost like on he was he she couldn't like trust him or count on him and like i could tell that dynamic as i was younger but I, i didn't really like know about it until i got older and my mom essentially told me like straight up like yeah like he he's just a drunk and and he had he's been a drunk for as long as as i'm aware and and she thinks that of him and she's quite literally twice my age my mom you know like so it's just a dynamic that i didn't know existed until i got older in life and i thought of him as this like sweet santa claus looking man who was because he <laughs> he was always in a good mood because he was drunk. yeah because and, and he was uh, he's literally had white hair since he was like 45 he's <laughs> been that that one mexican dude in the village who's yeah. like the super part albino yeah el blanco le dicen el güero you know yeah, that's funny yeah. well, the, well the reason we bring that up is more to to say like do you guys the expectation do you, do you guys do you do you juan feel an expectation to provide for your wife and you are for your soon-to-be wife you know what i mean and yeah. you feel that you have more responsibility than her um i wouldn't say that i feel like i have a more of a responsibility than her well, well, let me but i it. i do feel that you get have this internal pressure that you have to try 120 130 150 percent well let me put it this to way. like build your nest egg as large as you can for your yeah. family right so like even if it's like i don't ex- 
I don't necessarily think that she has to uh, bring more or less or, or a specific number. I, it's more about like my own internal motivation. That's, well, that's like, what I mean. Do you feel like you need to bring more? See, that's my thing though. Like, I feel like this pressure is internal rather than external. Like, I don't, I don't Do view is it, it I'm external. Saying, I'm saying you though, not not her, not yeah. her. But I'm saying like you. Like, that's my point. Like, internal. I don't view it as more or less. I just view it as like I have to bring as much as I can as and as can. much as like, like as much sweat and blood and tears as I can pour into that nest egg. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I get what yeah, you're that's saying. A, like, yeah. that's a very like internal motivating factor. And and for whatever reason, like my brain doesn't go to like, oh, like she's earning this much, therefore I have to earn more. It's like, and I'm not talking about that. I'm saying like the pressure of you yes. doing yourself because yeah, because definitely. there's there's a difference because. I mean, even for not from not from just how other people would see it, but how you see it. Like, yeah. if you saw a situation where it's like, "Hey, you didn't you you worked and she didn't have to," like, is that that looks that from the from the outside that almost looks like it's okay. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. would be like they wouldn't be at it, but if it was the other way around, people would think, "Oh, hey, that's yeah, that's there, unacceptable." There's a little bit of judgment there. So yeah. do you yeah. do you feel like that affects you in any way? Uh, I mean that effect no because like i i that's not my situation in life you know that's that's not where i'm at but i get what you're saying that that is totally like a societal lens through which we that is like a a, a, a hippocratic uh like or a hypocrisy within our own society yeah where we like judge a a man who perhaps got married for whatever reasons they chose to and then he's like the stay-at-home guy like right right they, that's almost like looked down on but i don't know man like i, I get what you're saying but i my personality like kind of like doesn't give a fuck about a lot of those external pressures and i couldn't tell you why really no yeah, I, like, I feel 100 percent pressured like i like i get my pressure is internal my pressure is i have to provide because i'm gonna have a fucking kid and a family unit and i think we and, all feel and, that but i think like but i think that you know and yeah i think in i think it's internal i can't speak for Louis, but i think i feel like it's internal and and external in a way as well yeah like you know the, I mean? you you also feel like the societal way yeah. yeah but i i feel like not as much societal but just the standards that i feel like i i have for myself it just it's like those come from external yeah too. and it, i mean it could it could you yeah. know those things could come from external yeah. but like they're just so great at times that it's like man it's 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 tough to to juggle you know what i mean yeah because i mean like when we were reading and doing a lot of reading for this topic i came across like the fact that more women are going to college like like these uh i guess the jobs of the future seem to be more women-centric like they are nursing and healthcare, and a lot of these fields that women seem to prefer um and that was just one one example right yeah and while a lot of the jobs that seem to be contracting have or seem to be these jobs like manufacturing and things like that that used to employ a lot of men so like while i i get what you're saying man like like low-key i feel like there's gonna be a lot of a lot of people that are gonna have to like shift their fucking minds or else they're gonna be left behind like that like chinese generation where there's not enough partners for everybody because yeah. because if, if you're not shifting your mind man like there's gonna be 
some woman who's gonna be intimidating to you start, and start working out boys yeah like <laughs> start in the fucking gym boys <laughs> yeah like if i don't know like, if you're gonna be bringing the money at least bring the muscle <laughs> at least be the trophy hey be a trophy husband yeah. be the trophy husband <laughs> yeah. they start they start bringing you around like you're a fucking purebred dog that's right like, and this one's name is oliver <laughs> i found him in barcelona <laughs> oliver is, is half asian and half spanish and he's six foot three he can bench press 315 for 22 reps and you're like, Jesus, all right. Yeah, all right. Are we talking okay. about a husband or an NFL combine prospect? <laughs> and, this and he wears to- a size 13. Yeah, and this is Todd. Todd I met while I was uh, on a beach. Well, what about you, Pablo? And I came across his Instagram. And I was like, wow, he's got perfect eight-pack abs. Um, what about me? No, I feel pressure 100%, man. Like social, internal, everything, man. Like, uh, Yes, I do hold myself to a very high standard. But, like, my mentality, it doesn't come from a negative place, but, like... Um, it turns to be negative at times. It, I can be so hard on myself for no reason. Right. And, yeah, man, that pressure do- definitely does come from, like, society and, like, yourself. Like, you, I will, like, beat myself up. Like, there's a while, there was, like, a month where I was, like, not... I've always had a job, but when I, when I didn't have a second job, and, like, my, I was fortunate that my girlfriend did, and, like, we didn't suffer, we weren't able to you know we it never came to a point where we weren't able to like pay rent or anything but like when she was making money and like extra money and i wasn't dude i fuck i wanted to hang myself yeah like i was like what am i doing i'm fucking just sitting here on the weekends like figuring stuff out and like i was working on stuff at the time but like i was i didn't have like hard money like getting into the bank account and like something to show to her and yeah i mean it it is pressure that you hold to yourself and it ultimately can be negative and like kind of eat you from the inside out but like i think for the most part i think men do deal with this and like if you want to get married if you want to be a partner that is attainable and like well why would anyone want me you know because that's the big thing it's like why would anyone want to marry me like if i do get down on one knee are you know what are the odds that they say no right and like well what, what do you have anything to offer them like yeah maybe you have a job okay is it a consistent job like maybe you have a good personality but like you know, can you put it aside to, you know, put your mind to work? So I think a lot of yeah. that does, does come into play. And I think a lot of shifting to like the dynamics of men and women and, you yeah. know, and then maybe the society's not there yet, but I feel like our generation's really starting to understand at least for the women, you know, you know, with my girlfriend, things are very like, you know, we try to make it as 50, 50 you yeah. know, as, as possible. Not, and I'm not just saying financially, but just like with every single aspect of right. being, a man and a woman and we're not stuck to the we're we're not stuck to the roles you know like a man does this woman does this like we're it's not like that at all and i see that in all of your all of our relationships you know we've been around each other enough where it's like yeah we can talk about everything you know like how is she feeling everything all right because it's once we're we're grown-ups now it's not just like hey we're dating and blah 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 blah. like trying to we're going yeah and we're going for dinner it's not it's not that no, anymore like we're there you got to be there well, obviously we're all there for each other you know yeah I mean? no 100 percent. and that, that's the big thing too is like responsibility wise that's where it really shifts it's like all right when it comes to driving somewhere most likely i guarantee the three of us 98 percent of the time we drive right yeah, yeah no and yeah. that's not like anything against woman but it's like it just that's always going to be society like 
dude, look left and right while you're in traffic. It's a man driving. Like, and that's nothing to do with it. Like, there's no... It's just that's the norm. And it's not yeah. even a question. Mm-hmm. Bro, me and Alo divide it, like, more evenly than that. Really? I would yeah. say, like, 60-40. No, uh, dude, I, I drive, drive, like, 100%. I, <laughs> I drive 100% of the yeah. time. I'll drive... Even like, if it's not my car at the time. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> drive all of the trips in my car. Um, yeah, basically all the trips in my car. But if she's taking her car, she drives. Yeah. And if, if it's, like, late at night and it's just... A specific kind of situation, I'll let her drive because like when you've had you know a whiskey or two. And... Nah, like I'm talking like three in the morning. It's like I am not to be trusted at that time. <laughs> I know myself. You have bad vision or what? No, I I I get drowsy and I know myself and I'm I'm not oh, to wow. be trusted. You just so. in your head a lot or no? I I just will be fine and then suddenly. <clears throat> Like and you just like, <laughs> uh, shift to the side, so I'm like. Remind to, me, I should never let you drive my car. I'm saying that like 3 a.m. in the morning or, or situations damn. like that, right? Who's out at 3 a.m. anymore? <laughs> but yeah, bro. in situations like that, yeah. I would say I would say that. Um, yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk about, unless you guys had something you wanted to bring up. Um, I did uh, specifically. Yeah, please go ahead. Um, I wanted to know about uh, suicide in your guys' family. That's, what you guys feel about yeah. uh, like okay with bringing that up? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, specifically, I want to know because this kind of you know when you were reading about how suicide has been increasing among men, yeah. specifically mm-hmm. young men up to dude, what age? Dude, from it, thirty-five and under, it's the leading cause of death. Yeah, exactly. That's and that's the reason why I wanted to bring in it up. In the last five years, uh, it's increased to twenty-two point two deaths per one hundred thousand of the population. Dude, that's so many. That's a lot, man. Twenty-two point two out of a hundred thousand. Yeah, I mean, it's the leading cause of death right. for Jeez. young men. Yeah, dude, and I mean, yeah. it's crazy. And I mean, there's a lot of reasons, you know, to do that type of stuff, but. I feel like it comes down to one big one, at least for me, and I feel like it comes down to purpose. Yeah, so like what is to purpose, purpose, like my purpose yeah. to be here. Like, because if, if I have no purpose, then then, then the it's easy. The it's easy to take your life away. You yeah. know what I mean? If yeah. you have no reason to be here, then what's the point? Yeah. But I feel like you have to have a purpose. You know what I mean? Whether that's that has to do with you, your family, your religion, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, but you need to have a reason to be here and you need to be tied to that and connected to that and, and strive for that you know what a, I mean? a reason to live you yeah know? and yeah. like in that i feel like i mean i don't know what you, i'd love to hear what your opinions are but that's what my opinion is to why people kill themselves is a lack of purpose yeah no i mean it can be i mean like i i've had troubles with like depression anxiety since i was like really young and like with me it was always like i just didn't feel like uh wanted or loved and that can, you know, there's numerous situations. And ultimately, like, yeah, you start romanticizing, like, suicide. Right. Like, you start thinking about all the different ways that you can do it. And it's not, like, a very healthy way to go about it. But there is a point where you're like, well, what's the point of this anymore? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, what's it's the just point? repetitiveness. Like, you just wake up, you go to school. Yeah. You come home, and then you're like, well, I'm doing all the things that I should be doing. Like, I'm part of a sports team. Like, I stay after school, like, I'm working out, I'm reading books, like, I'm in the fucking AP classes, and even through all that, like, it's not, nothing's gonna fill that void. But, uh, yeah, and, yeah. and I, that's what I feel like, I mean, that's what I feel like purpose is, is, like, that, that, to an extent, yeah. that void, like, there has to be a, a reason to why you're doing all that stuff, like, it's good right. that you're striving for stuff, 
but there's got to be a reason to why you're striving right. for stuff. You know what I mean? Like, are you doing it for you? Or are you doing it to like yeah. around you? You're setting yourself up as like right. on a podium and like, look at what I'm doing. Like, right. I'm going it's, to college. And that's not a good, pur- that's not a valid purpose. And no. your subconscious knows that it's not a good purpose. Right. You're you not doing mean? it for you. You're doing it because like you think it's the right thing to do. Right. And like, ultimately like just to cut to the chase, like fucking seek therapy. That's like my number one. If anyone's yeah. going to take anything from this is just like, go to therapy because what i did was like i fucking looked for anything to like fill the void that just wasn't it and it's and, good to talk to people as well like yeah your significant other you know people that you trust your good yeah. friends like i feel like it's a good thing to always talk about emotions even as guys like it's good to around talk. other it is, guys it is it's at least for me it has been critical to talk about how I feel about certain things because 100%. I bottle them up and I'm a man and I yeah. I did that for yeah. so many years until you start exploding. You, you don't you, have an outlet. Yeah, it's just like dripping yeah. out of me where I can't control yeah. it anymore, and it's like you mean you become irritable. Yeah, or, irritable, yeah. anxiety, like upset over little things, yeah. and you just it, you can't you can't live like that. So um, I I haven't gone to therapy, but mm-hmm. I do talk to you know my significant other a lot about yeah. like stuff how we're feeling and i yeah. feel like that helps a lot to clear the air of like hey this is how i'm feeling like someone needs to understand yeah it's good to just talk things through because you don't you don't always when it's in your head you can just you go to random places yeah. and you can't you need to get you need to let it out you need to let someone else know and once you do that i feel like it it'll make you feel a lot better no i, I couldn't agree more have you guys uh had any family members um you know not like, I, no, 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 I haven't no, had I any haven't. family. I've, I mean, all three of us have had a friend pass away, which then led yeah. to like not purposely, not purposely, yeah. but like you, you. I had a friend of mine who um did pass away like in a kind of shit accident where he was like drunk driving, and like I know for a fact he's always dealt with like depression and mm-hmm. anxiety and like I've talked to him about it, and like in passing, like you would people would tell me like, dude, that guy's an asshole. Like, how are you friends with him? And I was like, dude, if you got to know him, you'd realize like he's not he's a good guy. Yeah, he's... Dude, he's like scared. Like he he didn't grow up with parents. Like he was adopted. Like mm-hmm. he he just doesn't know like what his point is. And like when he became twenty one, he started drinking heavy and like he started going to the bars every weekend and he ended up wrapping his car around a tree and like that's the closest thing that I can think about, like a, a friend or family like actually killing themselves because he was essentially setting himself up for that. Like obviously he yeah. didn't want to kill himself, but uh, I, the reason I brought it up because I don't know why, but I happen to have this like family history of a lot of young people offing themselves. Like for example, I have a cousin uh, who hung himself in a garage because of like girlfriend issues. Well, and his dad found him in the garage at oh, age twenty-two. Geez. I have a different cousin who shot himself for similar relationship issues. Uh, he was like twenty-four, twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have a, th- both of those guys, or the last two cases were both uh, young men. Yeah. The, this next one is a female cousin that I never met her. The other two I did, but I never met her. Um, this one, in my opinion, like, just disturbed me and shook, like, shook me. Because I found out she hung herself at her job. Jesus. And, uh, yeah, she was, like, age 24, 25 as well. Yeah. And all of these three were because of relationship issues and... They didn't know how to handle that like in a healthy way, you know. Yeah, it's tough, man. Yeah, I, I think I feel like that Hispanic culture is is tough. I mean, I'm not pinning it to no, yeah, to that, no. but I feel like it's it's very emotional based. 
yeah and we're I also feel like not very logical like i've never been able to talk to like my dad about stuff like no like never. that like that's just like that's absurd like it's not even like something you even bring up like that type of stuff because it's like is it, yeah no it's like just let it go yeah right it doesn't it's brushed off it's yeah but like i feel like with hispanic culture that's that's tough because i see that with a lot of parents in that community where they're just very yeah they're not they're not emotionally open with their kids and, and letting them understand the tough things like with their relationships especially with their parents or with their moms you know what i mean yeah because they're you know mexicans i shouldn't say mexican i should say hispanic culture in general is very codependent where it's like you know for before our generation like we're all millennials here but like the generation before us like george was just saying like our parents are very like dry as fuck and they're just like we're together and we're gonna make this work because in the eyes of god we're married and we're just gonna like figure this shit out and so i remember like pouring my heart out to my parents about like numerous issues that i've had like throughout my life and they would just be like well just you're gonna be fine like god knows is what's gonna happen you're gonna be good and it's like dude i've had like my friend i've had two friends pass away like i've been super depressed super anxious and when they found weed on me they're like why do you smoke weed like why are you doing this and it's like bro because i don't fucking know what else to do like i i truly don't know like how i'm supposed to like go about this yeah and they're well how, what does it feel like and it's like well it makes me feel better than like right now like i don't want to do this shit it, it just so many people do like get on on people's case about smoking weed but at the end of the day i feel like a lot of potheads it's just like a replacement for therapy man yeah and it, it's like, not a good replacement it's not it, a good one but like it helps you take the edge off and not be a total asshole to everybody and, no like, yeah but at the end of the day you're just like yeah the weed just doesn't stop yeah you are you should be going to therapy yeah because then with what happened with me was like you know i was like smoking weed and drinking and then like i kept looking for like the bigger dragon to chase and eventually like i ended up doing molly and like dude like i mean it's a crazy story but like i i had like the definition of ego death like because i was just like prolonging like this therapy and like all this bullshit and letting it ampo so when i did molly and like i literally threw up immediately and just like all these feelings that i've had throughout all my life and it was kind of like an eight hour trip of just like in my head just like somebody just like eight hour molly trip and I, oh you tried dude and it was like and i can yeah. test to lisa's saying because i had a very similar experience not with the same drug but with with the tougher drug where it's just like it was very destroyed dude, my ego like just and, complete and that's when i that's when i started to really get anxious yeah. in my life like yeah. i i mean i don't i don't like it's not that anymore like because you you figure it out how to deal with that stuff but it's like it really brought the stuff to light it brings oh. it in front of you all that stuff yeah. you're avoiding just like brought it from the back of your brain to the front and was like we're gonna deal with this shit right now and yeah. we're gonna figure this out no i i, I totally agree i i had similar experiences with psychedelics as well um when i when i used molly in a, a group environment yeah. like friends at the time it was like Quite literally, like Jose and and his girlfriend. Yeah. And it was a a summer, of of like, uh, essentially, we're hanging out at his new like lake house a lot, and we're doing a lot of this outdoorsy stuff, right? Yeah. And and I t- I take Molly with them, right? And it just makes you feel and realize like, how, like all the important things in life. You know, it oh, makes you yeah. it makes you really think about like your loved ones, like yeah. how you treat them. At least for me, it made me like reanalyze like my own habits yeah. and and like my it made me look at myself like 
like pick up your bullshit dude like for like sure just just be real with yourself you know like be yeah. be you're you're not as funny or as like you're you're not a funny guy when you're like making fun of somebody like that when you're no. being mean like 100%. that's not funny like like it's not you're actually hurting somebody like you're making them think negative thoughts about themselves like, yeah um and it was just it made me totally think about every single relationship from my father mother uh like significant other and like whether or not you're treating them the way you should be and yeah. that, that that was that was almost like an existential like epiphany i right. had on psychedelics and one thing i want to point out to like the people listening to this is like it shouldn't get to that point no like, it shouldn't get to the point where you're like let me try this really intense drug that could fuck me up for the rest of my life because it could go badly like people could trip and then never come back right like you should like just if you have these problems and if you're listening to this and you you have problems you know you have problems and like, just yeah. talk about them just talk yeah. about them to people around you that you trust and if you don't trust anybody like seek a therapist yeah like, and there's just talk about these things because it seems like it's a small thing to just speak but it it makes it so much better yeah. so much better don't yeah if you have like traumatic issues that like certain things that most people would be like jesus christ like don't put that weight and pressure on people either like seek a professional like psychiatric therapist who's like who's gonna be like yeah that's that happens like you know the other thing too is like i've seen people get drunk and then just blare out stuff to like friends and family like All don't do time. that yeah don't do that either like yeah. yes trust like george is saying but like, like in a come up in a in a comfortable setting like don't get yeah. drunk and do it, but like talk to them normally like you need to you know courage up and be able to talk about your feelings especially as like we're saying this is men's health month like men need to be talked be able to talk about things yeah. with your guy friends yeah. and, and that's how progress happens if anything you know what i mean right like speaking about it figuring it out and your friends would be more than happy to because they go through the same thing right like you think that we're all trying to be macho men but like not they, these guys but like they go through the same <laughs> not thing. these three fucks you know, no, for, fuck. you know nobody's for, calling us macho <laughs> for a long time you know what i mean that's how you that's how i dealt with things i'm very i can admit i'm very bad with, yeah. with showing emotion with expressing emotion but i'm slowly learning how to do that and be more open and i think yeah. that's positive for everyone and i think i think the feeling that you're talking about like how you think you're bad at, at those things yeah i think a lot of men feel that yeah, i think it's yeah. very common yeah, we all like, feel, yeah maybe because and, and i'm not saying to like take anything away from no, what no, you're no, saying. no 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 i'm just saying it's very relatable like, i agree like because yeah. uh, personally i come from like a family where my dad does not talk that much like he he will talk to everybody outside of the familial unit right. and like shoot the shit and he knows how to do that but when he's at at home it's like a different Bro, thing i don't even know what to say yeah like it's almost like I, give I me a, a very give me a new vision and i'm good like i'll crash yeah it. just I'm like good. turn their right. brain off and just watch tv yeah. and show that's why sometimes i like seeing my dad when he's like around my girlfriend because he like opens up more and like he's more of himself and he's like yeah he's more yeah. present yeah he's yeah. like he's having a cocktail he's like shooting the shit i yeah. feel like it's just generational hurt like hurting yeah. Yeah. like my same with my he doesn't show emotion he like literally never never seen the man talk about a feeling the, you're talking about your father yeah right? okay. like, talk about a feeling mm -hmm. shed a tear none of that none of that yeah. like emotion doesn't exist in that person's body you know what i mean and that's not 
No, that's not. not that can't. No. That can't be healthy for them. Yeah. But like, I, I definitely can't repeat the cycle of no. anything yeah. like that because there's consequences that come with, yeah, right. with that. There's I'm, outbursts. There's. Then you end up making a podcast at 24. Dude, I'm. I mean, like, I'm then, like super we use this awkward because of, that, of all this shit. <laughs> yeah. No, dude. It's like, I mean, we can talk about our own individual stuff, but like, I've seen my dad break down like in front of me, but it wasn't like a very pleasant environment to be around like it was because like certain things led up and like he saw me fucking around and like to see him fully like just drop and be like dude what the fuck are you doing to, like but just seeing that and knowing that that happens was like almost relieving because then it's like oh this guy does fucking care about me yeah like 20 it took 22 years yeah to see it but like finally like i, I yeah I, I get what you're saying yeah so yeah. like to the to the people listening to this who like think their dads don't care about him they do they just turn their brain off like yeah there's so much shit going up there and they're just in that grind of like i gotta work i gotta put fucking food on the table and like and let it go because like don't be 20 something like oh my fucking like i i was holding it against my fed my dad for so long where i'm like fuck that guy like i wasn't happy for so long that i'm like he's the reason but then you get to a point where you're like no he's just as scared as i am like he, we're in the same boat we're just not showing any emotion towards each other and then you just get to a point where you're like well i'll just give in and so when we talk on the phone or like i'll make an effort to like text him and be like what's up man how are you like i'll be yeah. like all right man i love you like you initiate yeah like yeah. have a good night dude like so it's yeah it i mean it's tough but even with like with you guys i try to like every time i see you guys and like a friend of mine i haven't seen in a while it's like hey man like even if it sounds super like homoerotic i'm like dude i do love you and i hope you are doing well yeah like it's 100%. not because i'd rather say it now than like years go by and, and something then you happens. feel bad that you didn't say it and then you know we're not able to do it anymore because that does happen 100%, 100 yeah. well i guess account this kind of becomes like a good point to to bring this shit up have you guys ever dealt with like anything that's been diagnosed as far as like mental health like myself yeah I yeah mean, no i've i've done therapy for i don't do it now but I did it for a year and like every week just like my uh, therapist was giving me like uh, worksheets I went through betterhelp.com which I highly yeah. recommend because you can do it over the phone it's a little bit more discreet um, nothing wrong with like going in person but this was also during COVID when I started so it was like a little tough no not yeah. during COVID but like it just worked out better and yeah man it like she's like yeah you you have anxiety and depression and like these are the reasons why and this is if you don't start doing it like you're gonna end up like this like you're not yeah. gonna you're gonna get to a point where you can't get back and it was very relieving to like finally understand what's going on and like you something that's normal to you that you think happened is like oh well this is just what happens when you're a kid and you get picked on it's like no it's not normal for kids to pick on you for no fucking reason <laughs> like that's not okay <laughs> like you maybe you were an outsider but because you know not that they felt intimidated but like you were having fun and they saw that as a threat to them having fun so like they didn't know what to do right. and like yeah. kids have a shit home they come to the playground and they're gonna take it out on you and that's like that's not your fault yeah and a lot of things that happen in your life aren't your fault but then you'll start becoming really anxious and like outbursting all these emotions and all this anxiety that you have in you and you start getting in trouble and it's like that's your fault because yeah. you're not dealing with your anxiety in a proper way yeah i think i think the biggest thing with me is once i started to see it as i'm older 
and it, it, you realize how much it affected you when you were younger. These things, because yeah. they start silly things start scaring you when you're older, and you're like, man, that shouldn't that shouldn't frighten you. Like that's not right. something that's that's frightening, yeah. but it did because as a kid, you just you're kind of in a there's vulnerable, a trigger you're a vulnerable yeah. place so it triggered you a little yeah. bit so i feel like there's something there like a, a traumatic right past and you don't and as a and as an adult it's like you don't think of it as being traumatic yeah. you thought it was just like oh man that, that, oh, that happened, was slightly frightening that happened yeah. and i was like yeah. a little bit scared but then you like those memories are like there but they're like you know momentarily there you know what i mean yeah no i totally get what and, you're saying and yeah and i feel like it really built up to that point where i was talking about once i was around 21 that's where everything just started to pour out on me like really started to come out and just in a, in a negative way of like anxiety depression and i haven't i and depression wasn't really a big thing but like anxiety definitely was mm-hmm. at, a, at a point and you know at times yeah. i don't deal with certain things that are that i'm letting build up so um talking about those younger experiences those younger traumatic experiences um, has been has been very good, very good, and, and forgiving. You know, people for traumatic experiences yeah. that happened to you as a, as you know as younger, and you know what I mean. And you know, yeah. I, I'm sure we all go through. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean. I can't stress I'm, it I'm trying not to be de- like def- deflective about it, but like no, yeah. but like yeah. I mean, I feel like we all. I mean, there's not everyone all the has things. a few things. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Everyone has a few things, and they're all valid. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's why I feel like I've always been like, you know, mine's not that bad because I've seen and I've heard about worse. Yeah. But it was like, you know, but that's what? also not like it. It wasn't. It wasn't healthy. Your struggle should, or right. other people's struggle shouldn't. It wasn't healthy. Sort of feelings, it, it wasn't you know? healthy because there is very you know things that to some people maybe they're like oh man i had it way worse you know yeah. what i mean and i could i yeah. could see where that comes from with certain things like that right yeah. definitely one thing i want to say real quick before i you know obviously i want to let Juan talk is uh your biggest problem is your biggest problem right like just because other people have it worse doesn't mean that what's happening to you is like irrelevant doesn't suck ass yeah right and then the other thing too is like when people tell you problems like just listen don't try to be like yeah like my you know this happened to me too and it's like no man just just fucking listen like i don't like yes i understand that you went through something similar but like just what people want to just get something off their chest just listen man just like just be there for them because that's going to mean way more than then than you all of a sudden be like yeah because you know the same thing happened to me but way worse so it's like no man just just be there for them and and i feel like this helped me open up about it because i'm not afraid afraid to speak about those things anymore like i'd even I wouldn't even mind speaking about it here with you guys, you know, like certain things that happen, you know, yeah. but like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, it's helped a lot to be able to talk about those things a lot more freeing and not embarrassing, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Cause it's not, it's not embarrassing. You were a kid, you you know, even no matter what happens in your life, it's not embarrassing. Things happen. People yeah. go through life, situations happen and you know, it's good to talk about those things. No, it's important life. to just like, I mean, I'm not saying to speak them to everybody, but I'm saying like, yeah. yeah, but like, you know, to talk to someone that you, you know, that you're Very close with, with yeah. confident with and you 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 haven't uh visited though with like a mental health professional or anything like never that never not since i was like a kid and my mom when my parents got divorced and she tried to oh, go to a therapist yeah, yeah. but i mean okay there's more to that so it was good for good reason that she tried to make me go to a therapist <laughs> yeah. I, was I probably i probably needed it not that i was acting out but i you know there was just it's a hard time for a kid it's yeah. there was and there's a lot more to it for you know for me it's just, yeah it's never yeah. that clean you know when things, when things well when there yeah a divorce is never like all right yeah, yeah, like, super yeah, tough. No. yeah and you know that type of 
dynamic is weird too you know what i mean like yeah you guys it's both a confusing have your parents dynamic together, yeah right? you guys both have your parents that are yeah. together but mine separated has really tainted the way i think i've seen relationships and how uh, they work okay. you know what i mean like and it's Damn, just dog. it's hard it's hard to like don't be too much of a nihilist though bro yeah no i was no i'm saying but i'm saying it's like hard to I'm sure for the beginning of yeah, the, it was hard for me to understand how things are supposed to work because I've never seen yeah, something get, good yeah. work. I totally. It, it sounds yeah. so cliche, like oh, no, I just didn't I mean, see like, but like it's like you just don't understand how things work because you've only seen them not. You've only work. seen the bad. Yeah, you know? you've only seen them not work. So you've like, seen it from the other side. I can't. It's hard to see how things are gonna work and how mm-hmm. you know when you've only seen the bad. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I could definitely understand that point of view. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I guess the reason why I brought up this subject was because I learned as an adult, um, I, I got diagnosed with ADHD, dude. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it made me realize why I am the way that I am. But like, did you feel like relieved? You're like, or did you feel more like, damn, like I'm I'm in this category? Because it's not a negative yeah. connotation. Yeah, okay. I can understand why you think that. And then you like do the research into like, like, a lot of the things that having ADHD comes with and then you kind of makes you feel like a piece of shit about yourself because it makes you realize you're more likely to be in car accidents you're more likely to end up in prison you're more, uh, more likely to have um, either be a CEO or be homeless like, yeah. there's like very little in between it's just a very weird thing that has a lot to do with your personality traits and yeah. how you're going to carry out a lot of things and important things in your life for example like one of the things that i have a really hard time with is like maintaining a lot of close relationships yeah. like i basically have like the bandwidth to keep like four or five like people that i can like keep in contact with yeah or else like i'm focusing like on what's immediately in front of me and like essentially what i have to do to get past the next month or yeah like near time it's very frame. close proximity yeah like i have dude i am quite literally the worst in the world to keep in track with people who are like at a far distance from me yeah like sometimes there are things that with my significant other that i should like pick up on that i haven't picked up on because like i'm in like my own blinders in my own world like having to worry about you know whatever is in the back of my mind and and yeah like that that was just a thing that I I found out as as I got older and I had no idea I ate, I like struggled throughout school, my whole schooling career, um, being completely unaware of all those things. I would have this hyper focus on like subjects that I cared about, reading and like social studies, like essentially, and some science, but any any subjects that I did not like, it was like fucking Chinese. It was it was just brutal willpower that i had to like sit there yeah. for an hour and a half on like one homework assignment that really should would have taken other people like 30 minutes and i just had to like willpower that shit yeah. and there was just a lot of situations like that where i had to deal with and i had no idea that that was a thing like i i would hear like other people in my life mention things like add adhd mm-hmm. and you're just like oh what the fuck is that like that's so silly that's like some doctor made up shit to like sell to sell Sell pills pills. yeah that's like what you think right and and then i was like going to the doctor and telling them yeah i have these issues like i have a hard time like focusing on on things like xyz or whatever and then well he goes on to tell me okay like 
like thank you for telling me uh, i want to run you through this like variety of tests and mm-hmm. like cognitive tests we go through like five hours of testing of like Jeez. these like essentially like games that you would play like on an app like cognitive yeah. games like almost like memory things like that and he was just absorb like absorbing everything that i was doing that wasn't even game related like sometimes i would tap the shit out on my leg i would mm-hmm. like do a lot of these little ticks and things like that so he would take that whole profile and he told me like yeah you you have this that mm. and like i think you should do this or that but like my me um not having access to like healthcare on a long-term basis has low-key affected how often i am even able to deal with that shit like yeah like now that i've had like a, a good to decent job and with good to decent healthcare, like I've been able to take care of it for a few, like six months or so. Yeah. But even before that, I used to have to go to like this pay to or pay to see clinic in Darien because it was more affordable than like the fucking insurance prices that you mm. would see sometimes. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's just been. What are you doing now for it? Uh, I mean, now I I see a counselor and a psychiatrist, and um, yeah, I I see them. They have me uh, on a Z, what's it called? A stimulant. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like it's, in my opinion, it's helped me a lot with uh, not feeling super overwhelmed with every task. Cause I have this thing where like at work, I'll start a task, but I like spread myself out too thin sometimes. Like I'll try to do everything at once rather than like take it like step by step or something yeah, like that right. and it's just it, there's there's been a lot of things like that where i can't direct my focus in a way that's like as productive as it should be and uh now that now that i've yeah now that i've uh begun to deal with a lot of those things it's it's helped a lot man like it it helps i would say the number one thing it helps with is like confidence bro because like like before this like my confidence in myself was like super shot like i i would always just think i would always second guess myself like is this right like did i remember that correctly like um if i would go uh perhaps i don't know to a room or something like that and they and somebody tells you hey make sure you close the door like i have to triple check that shit because like i very well might forget that shit and it's just little things like that where you feel like all these little incidents where you're letting people down, but you're not really meaning to. And it's like that, dude, that, that'll show your confidence. Like, right. Cause then all of a sudden you're yeah. the guy who's not dependable. And yeah. It's like, yeah. No, it's just, you just, you feel so overwhelmed that like, you don't know if everything's being done and all of a sudden you're not being, you know, called reliable. So it's like, that's no fault of your own. It's just like, that's, that's the way your brain works. That sounds like my brother, man. Like Uriah. Yeah. That sounds like him a lot. Dude, there's a lot, a lot of, a lot of, lot of takes like that. Yeah. He's like very like, he you can't depend on him for stuff because he's just all over the place and he can't get something done and like yeah. he always forgets stuff. And does does he like, have uh, hyper focus on a certain certain sh- subjects? I don't know about school. I, I don't mean just but like big subjects, but like interests and things like that. Like video games yeah. is huge into that and stuff like that. But I don't know. That's just being kid, but like yeah. very very. No, there is a lot of symptoms like what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. There, there is something to even ADD people being able to focus on um, video games because of like he's really good. It's gamified. Yeah. yeah. Like you're oh you reach the objective oh you reach the objective here's that dopamine hit yeah. here's that dopamine hit. Yep. Like it's yeah it's, it's gamified to yeah, yeah to sure. chemically induce him to want to come back. For 
for sure. Yeah. No, that's that's the big thing is just like, did you feel like seeking help was like ultimately what it has helped you from from then to now? Yeah, man, like big time. Um, I would say, dude, for me the one like plus that I see the most and that I'm like the most relieved about is like the relationship aspect bro like yeah i used to be or i was so like tunnel visioned in on my life like i did not give a fuck about anybody i just even if it was just, like my close friends and you know me like we so, like, you would text me yeah. and shit and i'll get back to you when i get back to you like i i'm terrible at texting back i'll reach out once in a while but like and in my opinion, that is the one aspect I am the most like grateful to be getting better at. I am getting better at speaking about myself because yeah. like I was super uncomfortable speaking about myself because of ADHD. Yeah, and I'm sure some family issues there too, and mm-hmm. how I was brought up. Like I'm sure it's a a mixture of both. But yeah, I I had a super hard time opening up about myself, talking about myself. Um, or any internal past things like that and and now that i'm taking like a stimulant it it makes me feel more present it makes me feel like i'm more in the room rather than like in my own head like thinking 10 things oh these guys are thinking this like these guys are like you'll say something this or that or like you overthink something you said like three sentences ago like nobody's thinking about yeah nobody's thinking about it but you like and and one other thing that makes me feel really good about it dude is like feel like it's make it makes me more present in my own relationship even like yeah yeah and and that in my opinion is like really exciting for me which is something you just can't substitute because it was an issue that i had like in the past man like in i i wasn't as present as i should have been in a lot of like moments and i yeah it's a terrible habit dude like it's just a terrible habit it's not a good habit to have and um it makes me feel really good that you know, I'm, I'm taking the issue head on. And I mean, to digress a little bit to anybody who thinks like, oh, like it's like a big pharma thing and all that. Like that was literally me. Like, yeah, that was me. Um, And then the doctor's like, yeah, I mean, like you can say that, but like we've studied brains with ADHD and brains without and you can tell them apart on a scan. Yeah. Like there's physiological differences to how your brains are made up. Right. It's not about what you think, it's about <laughs> what the brain scan yeah. says, you know? So it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to fucking argue with that, yeah. you know? Like I have strong opinions and stuff, but I am willing to change my mind on the evidence. And, and ultimately, if and, you tried yeah. it and it didn't work, then you'd be like, "All right, then it doesn't work." Right. Exactly. Would you yeah. feel I know you're saying stuff about when you were younger. Would you feel comfortable talking about like what you meant by that? Like what type of things you think caused that as like a younger like low self esteem? Um, what do you mean like the? I know you're talking about like you know you said something about not being able to talk and stuff. Yeah, I think that has to do more with my family like unit not being a a tight family unit and a very cohesive family unit like. Um, me having the exposure that I do now, I've been around, like, my, I'm not gonna, like, I guess, out anybody who may not want to be outed, but I've been around other family units who seem much more cohesive as an adult, and I can, like, I see the parents, like, speaking to the kids, like, every day, all day, like, how was your day, like, this or that, and while I want to say that 
I had a, a good childhood and my parents did the best they could. I'm not gonna lie and say that they did those things as well, right? So I just grew up with like a very like stoic kind of like parents almost. How was your day? Good. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, very good. good. I can. Yeah, like almost. Not that they didn't care about me, but like they didn't 100%. dig that deep. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. did you do your homework? Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna check anything. I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, I'm not gonna teacher call your teacher, email. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Hundred percent. Yeah. So like that. That was the reason why I say that I my. My background was not that little like Mexican kid that's like, hey, ve a saludar y dale un beso yeah. a todo. Like, I wish that they were like like that with me low key, but that wasn't it, you know. Like, I get you. They were more like, oh, you're okay. Like everything's good. Okay. Like yeah, that's it. Like right. they and at the time, like my parents had me at eighteen, nineteen. Right. Like yeah, so like they were kids raising kids, you know. Like yeah, it ultimately is gonna like, yeah, not work out. Yeah. Hundred percent. I can relate mm-hmm. to that for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate to that one hundred percent. Where you just have parents that are like are so caught up in their own shit that like you're like, Yeah, man, I fucking I scored a goal today and they're like, All right, did you guys lose? And they're like, Well yeah and they're like, Alright, well that sucks. Yeah. Like, damn, okay, well fuck the performance then. <laughs> it's one of those things that just sounds like like thinking about them now, like things like that where it's like Man, I shouldn't care about this. Like, you don't. Like, but it you don't meant now, the world when but, you were a kid. And, but at the moment, it meant a lot. Like, now yeah. you don't care. Like, and we, I feel like we all have stories like that. Like, your parents may not have cared about your schoolwork or, like, maybe yeah. even how you were doing at times because yeah. you're just like, oh, he's yeah. fine. Like, and you might have something like where your parents didn't care about you. Like, you're saying soccer or whatever. Yeah. Like, my same same here. Like, you so know, just, just absent, absent parents. Yeah. yeah. Like, just, yeah. they just were too caught up or, you know. Yeah, and then they would go and they do just like stand with their crossed arms on the sideline, and you're like, well, no matter what I do, I'm not gonna fucking meet his expectations. So fuck it, I'll get a red card. <laughs> you're like, all right, well, I might as well get sent off. Yeah, you got man, a story you there, how buddy? much you guys know how much I love sports too. Like I played yeah. a lot of sports. Yeah. And my my father never been to any one of my sports events, not since I was like five years old. Yeah. And what I've and I've done like I've played in big yeah. things. I played in like. You know, and you know, for club for all year round, like you know, big big things, and but that's just like that's just it. Like at the time, maybe it bothered me, but like now, it's like it's like I understand. You know, you understand when you yeah. talk about it and people's like, hey, he was going. People go through stuff. They, yeah, you know, there's reasons for everything. You know, yeah, no, one hundred percent. Anything we want to get off our chest before we uh, close this episode? Okay, do you guys want to talk about any, any, I, I any did. childhood trauma? <laughs> I, that, like, I mean, I could do I had something interesting that I, I thought was fun. I asked my mom, right? Yeah. I was like, you know, mom, what's your opinion on machismo and Hispanic yeah. culture and our culture in general? And I just asked her for her analysis on yeah. it in general. And uh, I'm going to paraphrase this because I obviously translated to English. Yeah. But she went on to tell me that she believes that uh, in her opinion, women are programmed and made to think at a young age that they have to caretake for men and do a variety of things for them that may or may not be appreciated. These teachings go a long, long way, some we- and some women do it to feel fulfilled and like they are, quote-unquote, good wives. Interesting. Interesting. So I want to get like your guys' opinion, because I know we were going to, or we briefly mentioned machismo and... Mm-hmm that as a topic so you know just to like bring that to the table what do you guys think about that in, in what aspect exactly like in being like a 
do you th think that those are some societal norms that are reinforced on women and like young men? I think some they weren't they were but they are being less and less. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I think That's true. especially people our age that are like raising kids. Yeah. You know, which cause they are a lot now. Right? Dude, and they're, your and they're, your fucking daughter she ain't gonna be like I that. I feel like it's almost it, I feel like it's almost I feel like it's almost switched. You, she ain't gonna like, be like that. I feel like a lot of no. women are in charge yeah. now, like very you know, very vocal. Which yeah. is good and that shouldn't like affect men to mm -hmm. be like oh no. women who have their shit together shouldn't be intimidating. Yeah. That should be like holy shit, like she has her own job, she drives her own car, like she doesn't depend on mommy and daddy. Like she's out there. You shouldn't be intimidated, like, oh, why would she want me when like Dude, the people are people at the end of the day. Like, no matter what they do for work or their job, like, people want love. And if you come to the table and you're like, maybe you do make more money than me. Maybe you do drive a nice, nicer car than I do. But, like, listen, I, I can still provide. Like, I can still, like, meet you on, on, like, halfway on a lot of stuff. Like, I can still help pay for dinner. And ultimately, like, if you're just a good fucking guy who, like, ha has your shit together. And, like, you come to the table with, like, hey, like, this is how much I make. This is my credit score and like communication yeah just and just be honest right. don't try to be like yeah you know like i got a bonus and i'm making this much it's like you don't lie yeah D just be yourself and like someone's gonna love you and just communicate what you feel is good for a relationship because i feel like that's that's key now like literally sit down with your partner and be like mm -hmm. hey this is what i expect from you um you can tell me what you expect from me and we can figure out how to make this you know yeah, how it yeah. makes work it's not like we have roles anymore yeah. it's like no like no hey, it's much more diluted it's now. and it's way more like but you need to be honest about what you expect from a person yeah. because you're only going to be set up for right because there can be a lot failure. of expectations through like social media of like oh right. when he takes me out to but dinner there's only a few things like, that you really care about you know what i mean it's yeah not like yeah. it's not it's not all that no it's like get down to the root. Like what are your most important factors for yeah. you and your relationship figure that out with your partner because well, I, figure it out with yourself first yeah don't be told uh, by yeah. someone like right. you want a woman or you right. want a man who does this right. and this and this is like uh -huh. no nah, man what do you want right you know like what do you find achievable not find achievable what do you find that's going to like bring you happiness for the rest of your life and, and that's the thing because i feel like that's what a lot of men and women cheat for is because they're not receiving what they could have asked their partner for yeah when like, in reality their partner could have provided that all along they could have provided it all along they just need to speak and have that type of standard even if it is uncomfortable because yeah. it's a fit it, you have to it's a give and take you have to right. do things that you think may be shallow or maybe you know maybe but that's just what would make that you know what you like in yourself and you have to be honest with that because yeah. it's only gonna you're gonna find it somewhere else yeah I, I've, I've seen it yeah. you're gonna find it somewhere else you know imagine if your girlfriend didn't drip or like i mean i'm not trying to be a certain way but like certain things where i think about is like like you want like one thing one aspect of a relationship is attract is like being attracted to your partner yeah I mean, and i feel like one thing mm -hmm. is like when you cheat and you see all these shiny objects it's like well maybe if your wife dressed up for you or like you know yeah push that type of yeah. stuff like be honest with it it sounds shallow but it's like that's the type of sacrifice you make like and if she asks for somebody, like maybe you take her out to dinner twice a week instead of once a month, you know, yeah. I mean? like, and that may sound shallow. You spend more money on her, but that's what makes her happy. Yeah. But like, yeah. Maybe she wants you to buy. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think yeah. at the root, out. root of what you're saying is like communicate. Yeah, right? yeah. like tell each other. But and yeah. don't be. But another thing is, don't be afraid to say the things that sound bad because that's yeah. how it's you better feel. to say it bad once. 
and be like, this is what I want. Because that's how you feel. You then in mean? like a year goes by mm-hmm. and you're like, this is why I did all those heinous acts. Right. And I've seen relationships work and people that have learned like, one thing I take from now is like, I do speak to, for example, like my father, a, a lot more about like relationship stuff, just yeah. how he answers things with his wife. And some of it makes sense in what's worked because he's had a lot of bad ones. But he's like, hey, I found what works for me. And it was, it was this. It was like, I'm very open with her. He's like, this is my wife. He's like, what you provide, I need you to provide this. And if you don't, then that's just, that's, you know, that's, that's what I need from you. Yeah, and you yeah. tell me what you need from me. And one of them, I remember one of them, he did say it was, it sounded shallow. He's like, he's like, I don't, I don't want you to like, I don't want to come home and, and you have you dressed up in like sweatpants all the time and not have be like excited for me yeah. and stuff like that. And it's like, I can understand that. And I know it sounds shallow and bad, yeah. but it's like, it's just, it's the truth yeah. of things at times. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, if if you see your partner only at home for a few hours, you don't and want your only down. impression of them to be, you know, in an oversized T-shirt that's and just an oversized. Example. That's just an example. Yeah. For, I get what yeah, you're I'm saying. I'm not saying right. that it's like that's everybody and that's what everybody looks uh, for, but I'm yeah, saying just right. as a, a shallow example. He was being clear about his wants and dislikes, yeah. and you know, at the end of the day, they're both being open. Right, and I know? feel like that takes away from the machismo aspect of the main parts. Like that takes yeah. away from your machismo roles and what it's expected from a woman because everybody has different expectations and yeah just be open with those expectations to make those things homie on our freaking group chat like phone call what were you gonna say about what because i remember you were gonna bring something up about um our relationships or something and that you were like oh you know what i have to mention this to you about you don't remember that I do, but I don't remember what I was on top. Because I remember about. you wanted to say yeah. like, "Oh, I I have to tell you this one because I feel this way about your relationship." But never mind, I'm gonna bring it up for the podcast. I completely forgot. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Though. I remember you said that. Uh-huh. Yeah. If I if I figure it out, I'll I'll let you know. Yeah. I just but. I was just curious. I I had been thinking about it. I was like, "What the fuck is this good dude gonna tell me?" <laughs> what is this? Good? <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, yeah, man, definitely. No, it's definitely about being like sacrificial as well. You know, like making sure that you're there for them emotionally and physically as much as possible because like with me with my, like my biggest issue is like just not being fucking like their present just like being in my brain mm-hmm. and like most women want just like bro are you fucking listening to them like yeah. are you just like obviously some people you know it goes relationship to relationship but it's just like yeah you could be there physically next to them and just be on your phone and just be like fucking around yeah but it's about being present yeah because that's you know that's something that i feel like i can definitely work on more it's like just like hey how how are you you know which being honest being open talking about it and just like maybe that's something that they want more than you because for us you know it's different because we'll, we'll just focus on one fucking article and then we'll just like do a rabbit hole on why the u.s invaded nicaragua in 1980 <laughs> and you're all of a sudden you're like where okay. my cars at yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like all right is what'd Q- you say <laughs> where my what at cars at <laughs> and you're like fuck is q and unreal i didn't know if you said sandinista or contras <laughs> i thought you said that <laughs> no so yeah man that's it's from it's from uh theo von theo von you ever seen oh, that no. he's like he talks about his to this guy. He's like, yeah, my dad's um half Nicaraguan. He's like, he's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, you're half Nicaraguan. He's like, yeah. He's like, we're no all... wonder I like Theo Vaughn. He's like, he's like, we're, he's we're... got that like little like flair to he's him. Flavor, yeah, he's, he's got a little flavor to him. Yeah. He's, he's like, where's all my Nick cars at? <laughs> Dude, he's funny. I like him. He's funny guy. 
But it's got a special on Netflix. Go check it out. It's actually pretty bad. I love the Obama, but the special was not good. Oh, it's not that good. It was not. I listened to the first ten minutes and I'm like, it's bad, bro. Dude, not funny. Before we end up closing up the podcast, yeah, we'll be closing soon. Um, I did want to low key bring up about. Did you guys have a chance to look at that uh, article I sent you on the whole plastics and? Yes, I did read the whole thing. Did it? I did read the whole thing. Did Um, you? I was kind of confused by it. So the article that Juan is referencing is an article by um, Sarah. What's her name? I'm not sure. It's an article. uh, The title is called "Male Sperm Count and Plastic." Um, It's an article on the Intercept. Uh, I don't remember the name of the author right now but essentially it's a short little summary of uh, Dr. Shauna Swan who is an, a senior author of a study who conducted a meta study of 185 studies well I'll say that fast involving 43,000 women or men that found that total sperm fell between 59 percent from the years 1973 and 2011 so that's just like a thing that's been out in the news a lot about how shauna swan was the yeah, yeah. about how uh, male sperm count and testosterone in general has been dropping uh like essentially for the whole global male population and i just wanted to bring that up uh about how you guys what you guys think about it whether you guys think it has anything to do with our conversations today because like she talked about how men who suffer from this phthalate um I guess you could say contact as yeah. as they were developing are way more likely to be anxious and depressed. Yeah, so, cuz she talks about like uh specifically like stuff that's made with like the chemical that comes off of plastic. Yeah. And that's where this is coming from. So I mean, everything comes in fucking plastic now. Yeah, that's her point, dude. So it's why like, why do we think that the sperm count is dropping globally? So it's like if that's truly the case, if like that's what we're pinpointing, then, yeah. then we should stop making shit and I mean gasoline used to be leaded yeah gasoline used to make you dumber (laughs) literally all over the world there's a reason why it's called unleaded gasoline because the shit yeah the shit that they used to make used to have lead in it and you would breathe it in and you were more likely to have alzheimer's at a younger age it would drop your iq points no one is called unleaded damn bro i'm about to cut all the sides off my queso fresco (laughs) (laughs) yeah literally bro because everything comes out plastic dude everything even the vitamins that you take for testosterone have fucking is in a plastic container yeah like dude because if you take like i take uh uh, ashwagandha root and like pigium which like are supposed to oil like fish oil zinc vitamin d3 like all that's supposed to help with like testosterone but if like if all that stuff is in plastic and in plastic capsule like capsules then like then what's the point the the <laughs> number drinking water bottles start drinking wine bottles <laughs> yeah low key the, some of the, the glass the cans mi- the biggest problems that she was talking about were water bottles and um mm-hmm. uh, to go containers stop buying those water bottles and, and, stop buying water and bottles. soft plastic box water boss box water only like soft plastic wrap or any any sort of plastic like that. Those are the ones that leach the most into foods. So like, what about plastic containers that like Tupperware? Like, stop using those. Use they, glass only. Oh uh, yeah, ones. yeah. Glass literally, ones. I'm gonna throw them all away. Literally, she she was talking about don't ever put anything plastic in the microwave. Honey, we're throwing away all our plastic containers. We're throwing away all our plastic containers. The fuck you are? <laughs> She's I'm like, throwing, I'm throwing away all the plastic containers. Are right you now. gonna pay for it? Yeah. yeah. 
I love that she doesn't question it. She trusts you. <laughs> All right, I'll help you She's right now. They have a good reason for yeah, it. Whatever they're on, whatever. Um, yeah, that means that we just stop eating shit in plastic. Yeah. Stop putting shit in plastic in the microwave. Right. Yeah. Like, those those are like day. some That's of so bad for you, bro. Those are some of the worst. I have glass containers, ones, but I just yeah. don't have enough of them. Yeah, it, it it literally sucks to. Should I just wrap shit in aluminum foil and throw that in the microwave? <laughs> yeah, that's what you should do. I mean, there's no plastic on that. Makes sense <laughs> with me. It's metal. Let me know too. how that goes. Or just put two plates on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad idea, though. <laughs> wrap that up in aluminum foil. Wrap it up in the <laughs> and then take that to work. And like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> This guy on drugs? Oh, man. No, I mean, it's, a, it's for my testosterone. I don't want it to go down. <laughs> <laughs> trying, to, trying to keep a healthy... They'll nose. understand, right? Trying to keep my tea up. Yeah, trying to keep my... Where your tea levels be? Um, okay. Uh, I guess to finish up with, like, that topic. Yeah. In 2017, Dr. Shauna Swan documented how average sperm counts among Western men have more than half in 40 years <laughs> and western Damn, yeah that's me. and she goes on that's to predict that by uh 2045 most couples may need to use assisted reproduction wow what so like i know like low-key it's on a purpose bro so i know low-key people think it's a fun like it's a funny thing you know we, we're making fun of it a yeah. little bit. but at the I end mean, of, at the end of the day like look i mean it is kind of like a a serious that, subject that I don't know affects if like that, a lot of people. Obviously, like, uh, causation does not equal correlation mm-hmm. and vice versa. But, like, there have been less and less kids being born in the last 10 years. Like, it's a fact. And, like, you know, single kids are more and more, like, common. Like, just, a, yeah. like, no brothers and sisters. Yeah. So I wonder if that also has to do with it. Like, yeah. Maybe before they were just so reproductive because there was less shit in plastic. So, like, oh, fuck, like, she's pregnant now. Yeah. Whereas now, like, obviously, like, there's a lot more, um, uh, not abstinence, but what's the other word? Like, uh, not birth control. Birth control. Yeah, I would say, like, like, a reproductive choice. Like, you, right. you get to actually choose. Right. Know? So, there's probably that and contraceptive yeah, yeah. contraception yeah. that's probably the word maybe you are nutting for, yeah. in here but like your sperm is so weak that it's like not making the trip it's not know? making it all the way up no it's like fuck. those swimmers aren't swimming like michael phelps they're like, like hey bro like <laughs> <laughs> if we're in the shower we're good we'll swim to the bottom because we're we got good <laughs> but yeah maybe yeah. gravity yeah, exactly. and start using gravity yeah exactly. start having sex upside down do that that would make more sense for example like uh <laughs> This interview with Dr. Shauna Swan, and one of the questions that she had, uh, she mentioned how essentially our grand or women's grandmothers today in many countries would have been more fertile at age 35 than a lot of young women are today. Wow. Yeah. So like, Jeez. the it's so affected man and woman. Yeah. Jesus. Yep. Completely. Um. So so Aaron it's just. I have a point. Yeah, geez, it's just it's like a little thing that's hardly <laughs> talked about i i like you guys being who you are you know being kind of you're like a really big health guy right you i try to be you, yeah. so i would consider you like in the know on a lot of things i i, I assume that you read a lot about I have no idea about this though yeah so that caught me off guard yeah, like, I about this either. and you too because like you're in physical sciences yeah. quite literally in the sciences of like the human body I would think that at some point it might have like run across constantly your vision trying to get my or something levels like up. that. Dude, I take everything that I can. I'm like, dude, I'm. I know, slowing. and that's I'm why. Down. That's why I, I knew that you would be interested in the subject. 
What? Huh? Nah, but that's impossible. You can't let those spirits that like that devil, that devil inside you. You need that to let it out. It's gonna clog you up. You need to be clogged up. Are you talking <laughs> yeah, about lactose? Obviously. No, we're talking about like not masturbating, which yeah. is another thing that men. <laughs> I was telling you, we shouldn't masturbate as much. Men, it'll, ha- it'll, men have an issue with is like it'll, porn addiction. Yeah, it'll it'll bring up your tea, your testosterone. Yeah, you just don't, don't masturbate. Yeah, it's actually really helpful. Men who watch porn on a weekly basis—that's actually an addiction, and that's actually bad. Damn. Other mental health tip. We all looked at George at the same time. <laughs> what are you talking about? We all looked at Luis at the same time. He's lying. We're all looking at He's each other deflecting. at the same time. Pop open his He's browser deflecting. history. Control H, Control A, delete. Um, How do you do it? Midget <laughs> porn pegging. You just see shit like that. that. Control H. <laughs> Um, beautiful man that was a really good emotional podcast I'm glad we uh, opened up about a lot of stuff yeah. and um, there's a little bit of you know good good amount of trauma yeah exactly yeah, if you want some more trauma we definitely have more in the books oh we my can get into should we just touch this episode again we can we can we can Fuck plan it. this episode next episode time. again next week and we'll really get into the deep stories of um Fuck our that. real childhood yeah. trauma. Right, I next- disagree. I'm going to try to make them change their mind. <laughs> Juan might not be attending us, but... All right, next week, we go even deeper on the trauma. Um, Fuck that. With that being said, uh, any closing statements? We'll start with uh, Juan. You know what? How about we start with you today, Luis? Start with me? Yeah, man. Uh, go watch Narco Season 3. Tell me what you think. Um, comment down below what you thought about. Smash that like button. Subscribe. Leave a review. And uh, more importantly, go to therapy, seek psychiatric help. Um, your issues are important uh, to you. And the most important thing is uh, hitting them face on and stop letting that shit eat you from the inside out. That was beautiful. Wow. Yeah, no, guys, definitely stay on top of it. Be open. Be vulnerable. It's all right. We're all human. Yeah. We're all saying we're all trying to make it to the end. We're all trying to get to the finish line. Yeah, it's not a race. So let's 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 get there all together. Hundred percent. Juan, bring it home. That um. Well, I want to give a recommendation. Uh, anybody who hasn't seen uh, the show on Hulu, Dope Sick, should low key check it out. It's a really fun or not fun. Terrible word for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good watch. Um, it's a drama that's based on real life events, but it's dramatized how would dramatized dramatized in a really good way where it's super entertaining you don't even feel like you're you know watching anything that's based on real life but it's fucking crazy good it just shows how big business can sometimes you know bully regulators around to let them do what they do um but it's a great show based on the opioid epidemic something we lately touched on today not really um in addition to that though I would say let us know in the comments what you think about the Travis Scott, Aaron Rodgers situation. Who do you think holds more responsibility? Whether you think Travis Scott holds uh, the majority of responsibility or whether you think the operations team he was working with, the security team he was working with. Also, while you're at it, let us know whether you think Aaron Rodgers is a Karen or a (laughs) lying little bitch. Karen Rodgers. (laughs) So uh, let yeah. us know. Please drop that comment on our Facebook page. Give us the freaking engagement. It's good <laughs> for the algorithm. I am not above saying those things out loud. No, for sure. Let them have it. We're, yeah. Uh, and the other thing, too, is if you want to, and for you, too, in the room, go watch Midnight Gospel on Netflix. It's a fantastic narrative slash cartoon that took Duncan Trussell 
and real life conversations that he had with real people. Jeez. And I've seen it. Has, doesn't he have another show? Midnight Gospel is the one on Netflix, and it's the kind of animated one. Okay. It's really short. It's like 10 episodes, 30 minutes I've each. I've been book. recommended that one in the past by it a good friend named Luis, funny it enough. broke me down in like three episodes where he... Cause just just watch just it. Watch just it. watch it. Just watch it. Just watch Dude, it. Dude, it like... What would you say is the theme of the show, though? Like, um, Self-evaluation. And like... Doesn't men- sound like a lot of health. other shows. Did you say it's a pretty unique watch? It's very unique because the animation, it's like animated. It was animated and created by the same guy that made Adventure Time. Like Black Mirror? No, it's but it's like, dude, every episode is like... That's really self-analyzation. That is very self-analyzation. But yeah. this is just like... The cartoon that's going on in the background is kind of like, oh, that's interesting and that's kind of funny. But then the conversation they're having, you're just like, oh, geez, this is like a really deep topic. And the cartoon is kind of just like... A depiction of like what goes on in the mental brain and yeah and I, I really recommend midnight gospel and if you have trouble thinking about oh do other people have these thoughts watch that and you'll realize like it's a lot more common than you think watch it on a slight dose of psilocybin while you're at it. <laughs> i would not i would not recommend watching that show drunk or high so uh, with that being said thank you so much for listening to another episode and, and we'll see fuck you ronald reagan next week <laughs>